Well, hello, Ms. Cracker. Hello, Rude. What character are you playing? Today, I'm Julie, and I'm the hostess that sort of runs this whole operation. Okay. Why do you think you haven't won any main challenges? I think when I'm on the stage talking to the judges, I have the jokes and the blah, 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 and it's all great. But during the challenges, I'm either blocking or you know, not allowing that cracker trademark greatness to come through. Yeah, because what I've noticed is that it feels like you've prepared in your head, but it's not in sync with what's actually happening in the room at the time. You have a sort of, kind of a canned comeback. It feels like you're having a conversation in your own head. Yeah. And you use your cleverness as a way to keep people from coming any closer. In the past, I would have been like, oh my god, that's the biggest compliment. So, learning to reverse that kind of thinking, that is going to be a huge challenge. That's the challenge. Yeah. Sometimes it's the most clever thing to do is to just be human. Vulnerability is power. All right, I'll see you out there. <laughs> okay. All right, Cracker. I uh, clip of the week. We have Cracker in the workroom with Rue, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, Cracker is was supposed to win this challenge. I think. I think that there's this idea that you're gonna put her into with. There's no improv. It's all like, here's some lines. Make this funny. Mm-hmm. You're a comedy queen. Here's your challenge. Yeah. And I and if that is is where things were going, um, it it seems to me like. Cracker this whole season has has that syndrome of being the comedy queen that is not coming off well in the edit or for some reason can't do what she does best in Drag Race. Yeah, well, and I think maybe that's the problem is that she's the quote-unquote comedy queen because she talks about this with Monet and Untucked and says, which I thought was so interesting, she says, you know, the damage is already done. Right. Like, regardless of what happens for the rest of the race, like past few weeks all these comedy challenges i came here to be a comedy queen and i've not really been delivering i think that idea that i came here to be the comedy queen is what's stopping her oh really like thinking about that but she's not i mean i see that you're what you're saying with the comedy queen but her runways are also have been impeccable i mean she's Mm -hmm. made them all her wig her hair is like on point yeah but those haven't really been the problem that's what's been saving her right you know and i think that's what she's saying is like I love that they love my runways, but I don't really care as much about them getting the runway sure. as they get what I'm doing in the challenge. So so when RuPaul says to, I think, more than one queen in this work workroom walkthrough, like, be yourself. Mm-hmm. She said this last week, like, go with what you are. Like, know what you're good at and then just exploit that. I think she said that to Monet about mm-hmm. being a singer. She's like, well, that's who you are. Like, bring that every week and infuse right. that. And so if you're saying to Cracker, infuse what's you into every challenge, that's like, oh, be funny every challenge. So here we have Cracker who's trying to do that every week and it's not working. So is comedy not her thing? What is she supposed to do now? So I think what it is, I think it's a lot about, I mean, and I think a lot of the context here is we're talking about what's happening to Cracker on the show especially because we we've seen her out of the show and these are not her problems right she seems she knows she knows her aesthetic she knows her references she kind of like that kind of planned quality works in her favor because it shows she's prepared yeah <clears throat> and i think here um like what like what could she be doing i think it's sort of like i think of this concept with like meditation is if you think of your body like a house 
when you're stuck in your head, you're in the attic. Mm-hmm. And nobody's nobody's doing any like real living in the attic. You know what I mean? You live in the living room. Well, I know. And I'm like, we're moving. We're moving along. Flowers in the attic. We're moving along, Christopher. And, and uh, what was her name? Oh, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're moving along. Uh, and so uh, some flowers. Yeah. So uh, but if you don't live in the attic, you live in the living room. And so when you're meditating, a lot of times people get stuck in their heads. And so the visual is imagine yourself going from the attic of your house down to your living room okay. and your living room is your heart, you right. know, and that's where you live. And so I think Cracker and that's where like all the things that are current about you live. <clears throat> and so Cracker is living in her attic. And so she's living up there with all her boxes and all her references and all of her ideas and all of her past. Remember that notebook from the first episode? Oh, yeah. She's living in that notebook and she needs to just get out of that attic, go down to the heart of the Cracker house and then just live. The Cracker house. The Cracker house. <laughs> you know, the, whatever that might cars be. The cars. The Keebler yeah, the factory. Mm, delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she needs Saltines. to. Yeah, she um, you know, she's call up Dita Ritz and <laughs> <laughs> see put she, some butter on but, it. Yeah, right. Um, and so maybe I, a little bit of pesto sauce. Oh, between those two buns, Chanel. Yeah, yeah. Put some brie on it. Oh, yeah. Put some brie Brianna on it. Cracker. Brianna Cracker. Then maybe go. that's what it is. She needs to. You know what I mean? Like sink into. I think this is really hard. Sure. I'm not saying this is easy, especially in the middle of a competition. Mm-hmm. It, it is hard to adjust. Yeah, you kind of run to the attic because it's like, well. This is where I feel safe. I'm right. going to hide in the attic. Right. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I think that she is, she is unfortunately so fucking smart and so clever that she doesn't know how to like get out of that and just be emotionally based okay. and heart based. So explain to me what Rue is trying to say here with cleverness, because Alti, I didn't really follow what Rue was saying until she was talking about vulnerability as power and, you know, be yourself. I'm like, okay, like I get all that. And yeah. I don't know what Cracker isn't doing to not be herself, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I thought it was really smart of Rue to bring up the cleverness thing because I think that Cracker is using cleverness to her advantage. But I think sometimes Rue does that diagnosis thing that goes a little off the str- off the path. Sure. It's like, I, I don't know... I don't know if it's to keep people away or if it's just to kind of protect herself or it's to kind of like stop. We see this in Untucked, that video with, from her, her mother and her sister. She makes a joke right away about right. like, well, that there's my family in a nutshell, low resolution. Yeah, right. Because she doesn't, and that's super clever. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to connect with the emotions of that moment. Okay. And so I, I was going to say I felt like Rue was off base, but now that I'm thinking about it with the f- other footage they've shown us, you know, to support that. Sure. I'm like, oh, I guess I kind of get it. But I, I don't know. It's also like it's hard to really make that assessment of Cracker because we're not really seeing who she is on the show. Because I wonder, because I know that in Review with a Jew, she talked about how since the first episode, she's met with this, oh, uh, you are riding Aquarius coattails. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if she's had any talking heads talking about like, that doesn't feel good. That that sucks. I feel, you know, and showing emotions and, mm-hmm. and, and showing that vulnerability. And we're just not seeing the edit. Right. Because the story they want to tell. Exactly. The story <clears throat> they want to tell is perhaps something to have to do more with Aquaria mm-hmm. rather than Cracker's kind of journey. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. Because up to this point, like Cracker hasn't had much of a journey except that she she keeps being safe. Right, right. Her journey. And that's of, not as interesting as the Vixen, as Eureka, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the journey to the middle is not that interesting. Sure. And that's what's happening. Journey to the center of the attic. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And I uh, I agree. I don't know if she's really had a story. I think it is kind of like a Pandora box or um, 
uh, there was another queen. Like, Ivy like, Winters. Ivy Way, Thorgy Thor. I mean, a queen that like just isn't quite matching. Trixie. Yeah, that isn't quite matching. Exactly. That isn't matching what they want. Yeah. I could see Ms. Cracker pulling a Trixie in a couple years. You know what I mean? <clears throat> okay. I could see something like that happening. I don't know. I could also see her being like, F this noise. I'm doing my own thing. Sure. I don't need this brand. Sure. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think she'll do that. But right. I make think. make another brand of crackers. Sure. Hey, you know what? There's a whole <laughs> aisle full of them. So bring them on gluten free, paleo. Yeah. What is it? Nature, nature's, nature's, nature's way. Yeah. Something like I that. I mean, maybe she could do a, a brand of matzah. You know what oh, I mean? Sure, Jewish sure. crackers. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Uh, like delivery service of snacks? Snack box? Is snack that box. Yeah. 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 Crack box. Crack box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Be careful with that one. Yeah. Crack Box. Yeah, cracker box. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's better. Polly want a cracker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if this whole drag thing doesn't work out, she could do, she could do a subscription box service. That's true. I think the drag thing will work out. I think it'll be fine for sure. Yeah, uh, I think she has a, a big enough fan base that's pulling for her. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the the question remains is like, is it too late now? W- what is going to happen with Cracker? Uh, she can't just be safe and make it to the finale. No. Can she? I'm, well, there have been queens that have Jujube made it. has. Yeah, <clears throat> without winning a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I've been having that feeling when we talk more about Monet this episode is feeling like she's got this Jujube journey mm-hmm. of like, is is she great but just not turning the fire up enough for them every week? Right. I don't know if Cracker is the same story. I think that, I think that when the judges see that a queen is in her head and is stuck there, they're kind of like, okay, this is the life journey. We can't help you with this. I can tell you that you need to get out of your head. And if you can do that and you can pull it out, then we can talk. But I can't I can't help you. you this is a solo journey. I see that. You know what I mean? And there, and almost and in some ways it is too late because okay. like it's kind of like when Cracker's a queen, gone stale. Yeah. Well, it's like when a, when a queen kind of doesn't there's always something that happens where it's like where she doesn't really believe in herself, you know, sure. or um, or just is like what's the whole point of this there's there's like a thing that happens that becomes this kind of death knell mm. you know what i mean and i think that cracker not getting out of her head it's kind of like ben in season six not getting out from behind the character sure okay so long as that's there you're never gonna get further with us right right know? because they want to see who she is mm-hmm. I, I i didn't understand why rupaul says to her in this moment that uh she has canned answers Cause I'm just kind of like, isn't she just like kind of quipping? Like, isn't that like just sparring? I don't know why that comes off as canned. I I heard what she was saying. I think that Cracker is she's she's obviously nervous, and there's no judgment here at all, right, Mary, for being nervous. Sure. Um, I think we always recognize. Okay, we know these queens are tired and nervous. Yeah. Um, she's nervous. She's in her head, and she's she's thinking about her answers as a way to kind of like be prepared for these situations that freak her out. Okay. So she was thinking about how she was going to talk to Rue before Rue showed up because uh, she wanted to get she wanted to get that conversation right. Right. But but like on the runway, are those answers canned? Like I don't I think it's kind of the same thing. Like I, I think it's canned. It's also I think she's quick on her feet to come back with something with a funny quip or something. Yeah. Where it's like let me just make them laugh. Let me just tell them something that they're going to like hearing. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> and I get I get the the strategy That's there. What you have to do, yeah. But they're smarter than that, and they've had enough queens do that, and Rue can see through that. Okay. And I think that's what's happening is that I think Cracker thinks she's figuring out kind of how to approach this, right? And how to look at it, and thinking about you know 
how Rue wants to see it. I mean, if I'm in a competition and I'm consistently safe and I'm consistently safe, I am going to calculate and try to think about, well, how can I not be safe? How yeah. can I take risks? It's a catch-22, right? Is that's what you're not supposed to do. And that's the fucked up part. And yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like calling shenanigans here because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, be straight with her. And mm-hmm. I don't think that this is a straight answer. No pun intended. Like, I don't right. think that this is like really that helpful. It's kind of like in the share challenge. It's like, oh, well, you have to sound like share. Yeah. It's like, well, what is Asia supposed to do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It, these are these are very minimal directions. And we don't know what else he says to them in that in the conversation. Sure. But like it's it's also like, I don't know. I think it's also testing. What can you do with just these with these clues and hints? What does that say to you? You know, when when I when you say you're going to you know turn it up or now's your time to shine, like. How are you going to interpret that? You right. know what I mean? Right. And and then she went and did the Julie challenge and she started in one direction. Mm-hmm. And then Ross and Michelle were like, uh, no, you have to, you have to, you know, be this way. You have to be the, what what was the reference they oh, made? Oh, the Julie, the cruise director. The cruise director, mm-hmm. love boat mm-hmm. kind of thing. Though, and you know, and, and when we get And then in- she didn't get the reference. And so I'm kind of like, as a director, shouldn't you then make another reference? Yeah. Or, or, yeah exactly. Like think about Ruko's Empire. With because Kim then, Chi, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, love Michelle. Michelle said, uh, but I didn't love her in this moment. She's just like, oh, well, of course you don't get that reference because yeah. you're a child. And it's just like, okay, right. She's a child. Mm-hmm. So then she's a child. She's a child. Yeah. GGB. <laughs> uh, she's a child. Uh, so then you, <laughs> so then you have to explain in a different way yeah. for a child, quote mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. to understand what you're saying. Yeah, like talk about the qualities versus the character itself. Because, I mean, I'm not a super big, like, love boat fan or aficionado, but Julia the Cruise director isn't this, like, iconic, it's not like Phyllis Diller played her. It wasn't this iconic performance, it was this concept. Yeah. So she really just needed to say, you're the one who's, you know, you're the cruise director. That's not, like, endemic to love boat. That's just a term. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, um... I guess there, I mean, like, there certainly could have been more notes. And especially after hearing RuPaul, like, find your vulnerability, find yourself, and put that into this, mm-hmm. stop getting out of your head. It's like, well, if I'm on set, you mm-hmm. know, I, yeah, she, yeah, she struggled. She yeah. struggled. She, she could not get back down. I will sell this house today, which we will talk about. Yes. Shut up. <clears throat> Shut up, you baby. Big baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, just as a contrast, you know, he gives the same feedback to Aquaria. Like, make this robot, this an Aquaria-style robot. And I didn't... Oh, and I got it completely. Well, I, I thought she did fucking great. Me, and I think it because she did that. I mean, I... You I, think that's because of RuPaul's... Not necessarily. I think Aquaria was two steps ahead of RuPaul. Oh, okay. I think Aquaria is a smart little cookie. But um, I think that... Not a cracker. Not a cracker. <laughs> not a cracker. Um, no, not a water cracker, Aquaria. She is... Um, yeah, she is... Uh, she's a smart cookie. She figured out that, like, you have to find those opportunities. So and we'll get there. But when she says the weather and she says it's sunny and she does like oh, that shit... sunny. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No one told her to do that. Okay. She figured that out herself. And it right. was like, oh, and it's going to be fresh from the share challenge just okay. before. All right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the difference. Yeah. You know? Um, but I don't think Aquarius is in her head as much. Uh, well, and I think she has an advantage because she's younger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. younger queens have that advantage of... Uh, somebody like Aquaria who is growing into uh, a queen of self-awareness mm-hmm. and responding to critiques like she is a sponge right now sure and in that she's, respect she hasn't younger. kind of like woken up enough to like be in your head I remember there was a time in my early 20s when I like was like 
oh my god now i'm suddenly aware of everything that i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah yeah all of a sudden yeah because I, I wasn't before yeah yeah all of a sudden the, this the the scope gets so much larger yeah yeah no that's true i i think she's her age shows in her sort of interactions but not in her drag right i just feel like that qualification of like yeah but what that what drag she's doing is like oh beyond yeah. 21 yeah we could talk about that too yeah. um you know this this cracker conundrum um yeah. this cracker box yeah uh i hope that she gets out of it um i think that she will I think that she's going to do well in the makeover challenge because I don't don't think that has to do with comedy or maybe the comedy will be playing off of somebody Mm -hmm. and, and, and runway focused. Yeah. I will also say that the makeover challenge is also the ultimate definition of translating your drag to someone else. Sure. And she's having a hard time translating her drag this season. Not her look. No. I think her look, she knows, I mean, it's, it has been very consistent. No, her look has been good, but I think there's, I, I just wonder if there's like, there's that essence quality. You know, you think of like Roxy Andrews and how she made up that little bear into looking like her little uh-huh. sister. And it wasn't just that the makeover was so good. It was like, oh, you look like an Andrews sister. Okay. Not like an old 40s, 1940s Andrews sister. Sure. A Roxy Andrews sister. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's a thing like that. There's a, there's a, you can be good at putting together a look but can you translate your idea and i just feel like i could see the judges jumping on like not like her not translating her her point of view enough or something okay. like that all right because they also have to figure out who they're going to send home yeah you know i mean yeah we're uh, top six again again um yeah yeah for sure well let's jump into this episode let's tell our marys uh what they're listening to you well they are of course listening to another episode of all right mary all right mary all right mary all right all right, Mary. Um, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And we are, of course, continuing our recap of season 10 today with Breast World. Yes. The living your breast self. Living your breast self and your be- breast life. Um, and making <laughs> memories along the way. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have... Uh, the, the episode starts out with uh, Vixen's uh, kind of... Yeah, her her message on the on the board or on the mirror. Sorry, I'm yeah, just like stumbling into yeah, this. Sorry, um, like former teacher alert. Yeah. yeah, and and she um, the board right. Yeah, teacher. Mm-hmm. Think on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she so she writes that message, and I feel like the queens couldn't wipe it off fast enough. Yeah, because they were like, okay, we just we need to <laughs> too <move> vague. <laughs> yeah, too vague. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. Kind of ironic. Right, right, right. Um, right. Yeah, and then Asia, that was what interesting with Asia, she's like, I kind of needed to lip sync. I needed oh, a little bit of a refresher. Right, and and I, was it one of our Marys? Cracker needed to lip sync. Yes, yes, Cracker needed, she needed to either win or lip sync, but she needed something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I think that she needed, needed it more than Asia, but I think now that Asia's lip synced, and whatever the past tense of lip synced is, lip sunk. Lip sunk. Um, and one, I think... And then, of course, obviously won this challenge this week. Yeah. You know, there's that thing about having a, a successful lip sync. Momentum. Is, al- is almost as good as a win. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. I hear you. It's like she needed it for a couple reasons. Right. Um, she needed it to kind of like solidify her mental, emotional, spiritual state. Yeah. Monet kind of did the same thing when exactly. she did it twice in a row. It was just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm it. in the game. I'm yeah. in the race. Right, yeah. Right. And then Asia said something about like, I don't remember she said just whatever her, the essence of what she does, she needs to wiggle it in. Oh my God. Nevertheless, she wiggled. She wiggled. I was like, yes, <laughs> wiggle it in. But <laughs> The bitch wiggled. 
America. You got to give me that. Oh, my God. Wiggle it in. Ugh. I mean, whatever works. I had a dime for every time <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. Every time I've tried that. <laughs> Wiggle it in. Yeah. I could retire. Um, so then, I mean, we really kind of move into... I don't even know if this is necessarily the act one gun. This is like the gun rack of the episode is um, Cameron keeping expectations low. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, she's, she says she's quiet because she's mind blown. Um, you know, bef- all things aside, she doesn't want to show joy. Mm-hmm. And I thought perhaps maybe you Colin could connect with that in some way. What do you mean by that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, she just doesn't want the people, or I think more importantly, the producers, to know that she's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not letting her emotions kind of get out out of control, um, because if she loses, she'll be sad or she'll be mad. And f- for me, as as another sensitive being, and I think she's a sensitive being, um, that will be too far of a dip in oh, your emotions, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, and I think that also uh, speaks to her. Something that we're finding out this episode is that she's insecure, right? She has to hold on to her emotions um, because it's something she can control, right? And it's not because she's shy. And I think that people are describing Cameron as, oh, she's just shy, right? Which I think, you know, we've kind of touched on before, I think last nuance episode. Um, but it's not because she's shy. It's because she's very sensitive. And someone who is quiet doesn't mean they're shy. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. other reasons why you're quiet. And it could be because you're just quiet and you're an introvert and that's fine. And that's how you are in the world. Or because you're very sensitive or because you're petrified, which I think she's mentioned before yeah. um, in interviews. Um, but when you're a very sensitive human, your emotions can be very, very overwhelming. Yeah. And so I'm seeing this now. I'm seeing a new side of Cameron, especially just in this first act one gun situation. Um, because once you learn to control them for better or for worse... You know, things don't get out of control. And so when you're very, 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 very happy, and then the next day you're very, 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 very sad, that very sad will feel worse than it should. Sure. I mean, it's almost like it, it's like addiction, highs and lows. It's anything that's not running along the middle of life. Yeah. Is the, the plummet is as big as the climb. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, she didn't want people to know about her winning the share challenge because, again, this is like... She didn't want any disappointments Mm -hmm. because she's not ready to accept joy, right? She's not ready to go too high or too low. She's like, I need to stay right in the middle, Mm -hmm. even keeled, or else I'm going to go haywire because I'm overwhelmed sometimes by my emotions because I'm in my head. And as we find out later in Untucked, she bottles them up. Mm -hmm. Well, to tie it to this whole vulnerability thing, which of course we find out in Untucked is something she is not interested in experiencing. Right. Um, You know, there's, and maybe we talked about this in the last episode and it always bears repeating, um, but it's just the, um, the, the research that Brene Brown has done on research on shame and vulnerability. Sure. Um, I know sister Mary Ashley, I think sent us recommendations. Oh yeah. For um, the gifts of imperfection. Oh, you love that book. I love that book. I read that in my uh, gay men's spiritual book club a couple years ago. Um, (laughs) All right, Mary. All right, Mary. (laughs) All right, Mary. How on the nose is she? Um, And then, and Ayanna Van Zandt's piece from Broken Pieces, um, which is worth getting on audiobook. Broken Pieces, realness, Oh, Mary. my God. Ayanna Bring Van it to the Zandt. runway. That would be the Snatch Game character for the ages is Ayanna Van Zandt. I don't know anything about her. Trust me. Is oh, it a male or female? It's a woman. It's she, uh, she's an a, um, inspirational speaker and an author. She's, okay. She has lived a life. She is amazing. Uh, I can't I can't go on enough about Ayanla Van Zant. Mary's get at me at all right Mary or all right Mary podcast at gmail.com. Let's talk about Ayanla. Um 
Let's talk about that video on YouTube calling up the queen because I watched that way too many times okay. and I'll leave it at that. And it's anyway. Um, <laughs> so to tie it at all that. Right. So Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and, and says that, like, you know, joy is incredibly vulnerable because and she talks about as a parent, like I can be like watching my child sleeping and I can have this like intense moment of like, oh, my God, I have never loved anyone or anything the way I love this child. And then at the same moment, oh, my God, so many fucking awful things could happen to this child. Right. And that's what vulnerability is. And right. if you're willing to feel you have to be willing to feel the the fear of something terrible happening and the great joy of love that makes you afraid of that. So do you think it's Cameron's drag or I guess then herself? Because it because she talks about this with Rue mm -hmm. that her drag is like the extension. It's her egregious self or her, her gregarious self. Egregious yeah. Yeah. Um, her gregarious <laughs> self. Yeah. Um, kind of just like mm -hmm. projected onto the stage. Yeah. So she is kind of like, oh, that's my joy. She's found this safe, contained, controllable space. Right. It is controllable. To perform her joy. Yeah. And it's probably why she's so good at painting. Yeah. 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 Because that's this illusion is so important to her. Oh, for sure. This is like her access and, point. And it's so interesting you say the illusion, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is a it's an illusion of like, oh, I am an extrovert, right? Yeah. And RuPaul, and I think Sister Mary Powder Blue talked about this, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll reference in nuance, but like she... Uh, she's this queen that will will put out that she is an extrovert, but really she's an introvert. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that. I like think, RuPaul. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 an outlet. It's also a way to function in the world. Sure. I think RuPaul does that to kind of like this is the only way I can get through this world. Yeah. Um, and it's you know again I have to put on my going to the grocery store drag right now. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and I don't mean any type of dress. I mean the smile on my face. Yeah, the going out into the world drag, and you know, and it's like. Again, we'll talk about it more in nuance, but I think Cameron does represent so many of us who it's just like, I just, like, I am not the type of person. I am an introvert. I'm a quieter person. But, like, much like RuPaul, like, I got to put on this. I got to put something on in order to, like, show the world who I am. Colin, you are speaking to my teacher self. Mm -hmm. I, I've told you this before. Mm -hmm. I had, I had when I was teaching, and maybe still a little bit now, but I have two personas i have me johnny mm -hmm. and then there's mr a mm -hmm. and when i was mr a i was patient i was outgoing i was this like really really magnetic personality mm -hmm. and it's so interesting to me looking back on those 10 years when i'm like no johnny was that the whole time mm -hmm. but johnny was afraid to be that because it might be rejected right and in the classroom in his mind, it couldn't be rejected mm -hmm. because yes. he was the teacher. Right, right. There's there, there's a certain amount of power control expectation exactly. that this is going to be welcomed. Yes, and, and I created the rules of that learning space mm -hmm. for kids to foster and for kids to kind of develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So and so in the same way, Cameron's going to express her joy in a room where people are going to be throwing dollars at her and where she has constructed... A, like she has she's paid attention to every detail the same way you might have like every little thing I'm going to do to make sure that this goes the way I need it to and to get the response that I need even even down to not saying good when a kid gets the right answer mm -hmm. I would not say good because then if they got the wrong answer that would mean bad right and wrong answers aren't bad mm -hmm. but it's another to, opportunity to find another answer you right. know but having to construct that entire experience exactly instead of just like allowing life to just flow the way it's going to flow right and like yeah and how you know what i mean like yeah just not 
And we, you know, we talk about this with drag queens all the time, but like, yes, there are things that we access in our drag personas. Mm -hmm. And I'll speak to my drag as a teacher that you have to eventually learn. And I speak to all the teachers out there right now. You have to eventually learn, if you haven't already, to marry the two. Because as any drag queen might tell you, or any person that puts on another persona, it will get too tiring. Mm -hmm. You will burn out from splitting the two because mm -hmm. when you go back to Johnny or when you go back to yourself, you feel powerless. Yeah. I mean, I think that that climactic sequence in Mrs. Doubtfire is a metaphor of Daniel running back oh, and forth right. from table to table. Right. And then it all falls apart and he stands up and the drag is falling off. And you know what I mean? The whole time? The whole the time. The whole time. Right. And it's like. I have to go. I ha we have to go. I need to leave. <laughs> we need to leave. Um, <laughs> Sally, that journey she went on in there and that was five seconds. Oh my God. Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I think that's that's literally what happens. Oh, for sure. We, I totally relate. We forget which persona we are with which person when he sits down with the guy from the TV studio yeah. as Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. And he's got to figure out how to navigate that well geez this this matreon review is just happening already i know yeah, right yeah. my god mm -hmm. yeah and i i think it it uh, for someone like cameron i think i think she i don't know I, I, maybe she doesn't need to do this i don't want to tell anybody what they need to do but from an outsider's perspective it seems like eventually she is going to need to find cameron michaels in herself mm-hmm yeah, and and realizing it's it's so Wizard of Oz, right? Like you were always weird. You you right. always had it. You always right. had the power. Right. You you are. I think I think his boy name is Dane. Dane. Yeah. It's like Dane. You've always been Crystal. Yeah. You, yeah. Crystal. Uh, Crystal. I think I'm thinking of. <clears throat> Uh, I'm confusing so many divas now. I'm thinking of Taylor Dane. I'm thinking of Crystal. <laughs> I'm like deep in the 90s. You've always been Crystal. You've always been Cameron. Oh, Cameron. Um, yeah. Like you've always been Cameron. Like it's not that. It's not You're a star. You're a star. It's yeah. it's like it's you and then you paint Cameron on, but it's right. always you. It's not Cameron and you're underneath. Right. You know it, what I mean? That armor is mm -hmm. is it doesn't need to be temporary, right? right? That armor can be on all the time. Mm -hmm. You can have Cameron, quote unquote, with you when she's not on, when she's not showing. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's kind of in essence a lot of what RuPaul's talking about with with Cracker and with Cameron, with all these things of like with Asia of like you know who you are. You yeah. you're an amazing performer. And I'm not. I don't think it's that Cameron doesn't know who she is. Like clearly, I think she knows where she is. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what we're trying to say is like because clearly it's not bad to be quiet mm -mm. and it's not bad to be understated and to be kind. Like all of that we love and we celebrate. But what I think what we're hearing right now is like girl, you can't be happy that you just won a challenge. Yeah. When she says emotions are weak, red flag. Red flag. And that's and I don't mean red flag like you're in danger, Molly, or you're in danger, girl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Molly, you're in danger, girl. Right. Uh, Cameron. Um, no, but I mean red flag like, oh, there's there's a disassociation here. Mm -hmm. And it's also like it's okay to be quiet, And I, but I think, I think, you know, a lot of the feedback we've been asking for from Mary's is like, what is it? What is it we're not seeing? What is it about her? You know, give us your thoughts on her. And there's a lot of, been a lot of really great perspective. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. And a lot of it where I'm like, okay, totally valid. All of this makes sense. I'm with you. I agree. But I don't think we can say that it's 100% like a, a smart approach if she's going to say things like, oh, emotions are weak. I can't be happy. Like it's not working is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see. It's not 100% working because those flaws are still in the system and those yeah. flaws are going to like... You know what I mean? Because there's one thing to be said. Like when there are a lot of loud, extroverted personalities in the room, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you're like, well, I 
can't really speak over that or I'm not going to get involved in that because this is my happy place and this is where I feel comfortable and I'm petrified right now because I'm on TV. And it's like, okay, yeah, be quiet. Mm -hmm. But now I think we're hearing, now that she's winning, now that she's progressing, Mm -hmm. now that we're seeing kind of the fruits of her labor, it's like, when are you going to... Kind of root for yourself here Right Right Because a lot of those Loud personalities Are out of the room In fact the other girls Are asking for you They're giving you the space They're saying hey We want to hear from you Share And it's I mean, I think that share. is share, share, um, <laughs> and I think that um, it's important to be strong enough to share. We believe in you, Cameron. <laughs> Wagon Wheel Watusi. Oh God, don't do that again. Wagon Wheel Watusi. Here we are. It's back. Um, um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. You haven't seen the last of me. No, yeah. no, no. It's a yeah. woman's world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want her to be walking in Memphis without a crown. I know. She's surrounded by all these gypsies, tramps, and thieves, Mary. (laughs) She's not going to buy you a pizza. (laughs) I got you, Cameron. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I can't think of any other share. So let's move on. I got you, babe. Yeah. Take me home. (laughs) Let's go. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll we'll definitely speak more about uh, some of our listener feedback about Cameron, which, let me tell you, uh, just, just a quick... Mm-hmm. Off the cuff shout out to Sister Mary Powder Blue. Yeah. I mean, just like killing it week after week. I mean, like, uh, like and just like enlightening me. Like, yeah. I want to meet Sister Mary Powder Blue now. Yeah. Well, I think he was a guest on one of the Girlfriends episodes. <gasps> Fabulous. So, you know, I think it's a possibility. I'm Trey Jaloux. Wee uh, wee, oui, oui, madame. Uh, Francis Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, um, I really like a lot of the analysis. So many things that came up, and I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, blow the load till nuance. But Oof. so many of the ideas that came up, I was like, God, you guys. Yeah, like, I know. I didn't even see I know that. why. But, well, you know, because I, I know for me, and I'll speak about this later, but I am very blinded by mm-hmm. uh, who she represents in my life. Sure, sure. It's, it's, yeah. it, it does have that, like, that vixen feel with Eureka of, like, what are you representing for me right. <clears throat> on a larger scale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we, we have to disassociate. Mm-hmm. And the feedback we got this week, I was like, okay. Yep. Actually, right. she's one of us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. She is one of us. Yeah. So and that, I love that. Yeah. But we'll get into it. <laughs> seeing her Instagram stories and just seeing her smiling with so many fans. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I just love seeing this. Yeah. These beautiful, gleaming smiles. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, um, we've spoken about uh, for 20 minutes about Cameron. We'll speak more in nuance. Yes. Uh, but for now, um, Aquaria also had kind of a, a pre-story here. Where we're kind of finding, they're trying to kind of paint her. They're trying to create the producers. I think some sort of edit. Yeah. Um. But which we see a little bit more of this episode. But uh, she comes off as unsportsmanlike. This yeah. idea of these rules of the drag race, like you have to, you know, you have to, be, you know, be nice and, and yeah, and be you kind, stand out, but don't step on over anyone's spotlight. And yeah, and I mean, I see Aquaria as like she's just confident. And mm-hmm. so for me, I'm like, okay, that's all. She's confident. Mm-hmm. And then there's these other queens in the room that are like, yeah, but I'm not doing as well as you, right? Right. So you can either play it like Aquaria and be like, um, yeah, sorry, I'm doing great. Like I'm really excited. Or you can be like, oh hey, yeah, what's going on? Like yeah. be like kind of an Eureka, you know, who is also doing really well this competition, but is checking in, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, it, Aquarius reminded me of like Morgan McMichaels here. Oh, I see. Where she's like, yep. uh, and it's like, I can't even argue with her. She's like, um, yeah, I came here to win. I right. definitely came I here to win. I can't argue with that. Like, and, and you know what? I, and I want to just give a shout out to Aquaria for 
adjusting this episode. Yeah. She's like, is everyone happy? Like, yeah. I know that came off as kind of bitchy, but I, I think she's just like an awkward little goose. I think she's an awkward little yeah, goose. She's, she's just She trying. didn't even make eye contact when she said it. She's like, is mm-hmm. everybody happy? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really trying. Like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think there's that thing, right, where we see somebody like we want something of somebody like we see a query and it's like god i just wanted to 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 do that to be more considerate of other people and then when she does it and i say she i mean anyone makes that correction right and it's not great out of the gate you know what i mean because they're they're a little gawky you know as any of us would be we have to be forgiving right and be like okay we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. like you Sometimes you need a script Yeah To be kind mm-hmm. Right And it Until needs to feel a little canned mm-hmm. And it needs to feel a little like scripted Yeah For it to become a habit Right Because you, kindness is a habit You just need to be taught how to access it If you don't know how on your own Exactly yeah. And sometimes it takes practice And mm-hmm. I think especially with a younger queen It doesn't even matter how old you are But with anybody It takes practice And there's patience there And I think uh, The talking head of Eureka I was kind of like Come on girl Give her a break Like she's trying Yeah she's trying In the same way that you're trying You know we're all trying To like figure out You know where we're Rubbing up against people The wrong way Right and Eureka might come off As as, you know Not genuine When she was trying to be Nice to the vixen In the same way that Aquarius You coming off as ingenuine Trying to be sportsmanlike You know it's like Well but There's effort there Right right Yeah no exactly Like there's effort Like at least I feel like I feel like Aquaria this episode and it, we kind of see a bit of a preview the next episode where it's like they're having this whole thing about like wanting to win but you have to be sportsmanlike and it's like I don't think Aquaria is doing anything I think she's you, you can do both I think you can want to win and be confident about it and celebrate your successes and not get caught up in like whether you were the bottom three or just the one that they you know what I mean bottom three versus just there was just an order that they like told the girls they were safe sure I guess I just keep going back to the Violet Chachki thing of like you need to be delusionally self-confident okay. to get through this race. Right. And it's working for Aquaria. Right. And Cracker and Monet are kind of <clears throat> like, no, you weren't that good. It's right. like, we know. Yeah, and it's like, we yeah. know that. And how many challenges have you guys won? Well, ouch. I'm And listen, <laughs> I love those two queens, but like facts are facts, America. No, you're right. You're right. right? Facts are facts, America. Like she has, I don't she, think Nevertheless, she wiggled. Nevertheless, she wiggled. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think Aquaria has had an, a single unsuccessful runway. Right. Um. I, she hasn't had any challenge where she's bombed. Um, I can't think of any. I can't right think now. of any either where it was like no. From a musical? No, I mean they, she wasn't old enough. Like, oh right, this she ongoing wasn't problem enough. that she's not old <laughs> enough. It's like deal with it. She's twelve. <laughs> what can she do? She also knows that. She references that in the the the, the social justice corner. This right, week. right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's like I, I don't know. I think that I think that there's something to Aquarius' approach and. Maybe I'm becoming an apologist because I'm so team Aquaria as well as other queens. Well, right. We, can, we can root for all the queens, yeah, Mary. It's yeah, okay. But I wasn't before. Oh, no, I know. really, I know. like, excited by her. Good. So well, um, She's definitely going to be in the top. Oh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Rue is such a boner for her, you know? Totally. And I get it. I get it. Like, something's stirring for me, too. I get it. <laughs> she's not my type, but I love her drag. Exactly. Um, so... Uh, yes, I, I wanted to mention this because before, right before the mini challenge, right before Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. uh, they're actually talking about uh, Aquaria and her personalities. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. Talking about personas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how Aquaria is like, oh no, I'll be, 
one of my personalities come out and they'll be funny. Yeah. And then Asia's like, yeah, and we won't be in the room to see it. Yeah. And they reference Michigan J Frog. Yeah. In the WB. Which is like a weird, Is I don't know. I don't, it's I a would, blackface character, Mary. Oh, it is. That's right. It's a blackface character. Uh, uh, J, Dave Chappelle. Oh, we'll post this on Twitter. Oh, Dave Chappelle does a brilliant, very edgy, not suitable for work if you're playing it out loud kind of uh, little bit. About the WB Really? Okay Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and that kind of um, It's very Al Jolson Oh sure okay. You know mm-hmm. Hello my baby Hello You know That's literally like, what it is Exactly yeah. mm-hmm. Oh that's interesting I, I didn't even think about that And um, the frog uh, In blackface Kind of like um, Minstrelsy mm-hmm. uh, That that caricature uh, Oftentimes Black uh, folks were uh, Depicted as frogs Oh, like would it, like in uh, like early Disney movies? Yes, like, uh, not yeah. Disney movies, but like in cartoons and, mm-hmm. and, and those kinds of things. Oh wow, huh, I did yeah. not even know that. Yeah, Michigan wow. J. Frog. Wow, yeah. just well, a little all right, Mary kind of. Well, it would because be... I know I don't blame these queens for talking about the WB. It's like all right, right, yeah, it's all right, right. Yeah. That's what Michigan J. Frog did. You saw when when you were looking at the frog, they were one way, and mm-hmm. then when you turned your back, they were yeah. Yeah. right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, no, totally. I knew that. I because I didn't know the reference either, so I'm not going to hold them to it. Oh, okay. Um, one little uh, that doesn't have anything to do with the frog, but one little nuance um, that especially fans of the like um, Lee Dawson or Muniz uh, recaps, the video recaps, mm-hmm. which Mary's, if you're not watching, are like required. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> there's this clip from season nine, like Peppermint's like scream laugh. She would have, that she had this oh, kind of like, right. scream. Laugh. So Monet yeah. does that in this episode. Oh yes, and I'm like. I know they're gonna one of Lee Dawson or Muniz is gonna edit this in <laughs> the, the, the peppermint scream from <clears throat> for Monet and if they don't I'm gonna be majorly disappointed oh um, we gotta you know make sure it happens yeah Mary. well we are we are patreon patreons of both oh, yes, so exactly. I'll drop a little request there you go um but then we yeah we get to the uh we get Stephen to a, yeah, yeah. His. <laughs> he's putting on um you know, uh, a gay drag. Uh, Am I being a soggy blanket about this? I mean, this? We, we yes, and and we can just reference it and be like, we get it. Like, it's weird. It's obvious that's when you hear a straight person putting on gay speak, like it's obvious. Yeah, and I know I just said that thing about like when people are making an effort. Who? You know, oh, I, mean, I think it's fine. And I and, and I, I just from his work on Strangers with Candy. Totally. I mean, he is a, a very open. Fabulous straight ally. No, you know? no critique of Stephen Colbert. I think he's great. I think, and it was funny because <clears throat> I, I like funny. the T is silent because that's like a clever joke. Yeah, that is, that's clever. The T that, is mm-hmm. silent. That is clever. I think it was just like at first it was like it. It's that whole thing of when somebody just spouts like drag race quotes. There's some. I think there was some Onion article recently of like gay man realizes an entire personality is oh, just drag right, race yes. references. Oh, hilarious! So it felt a little bit like that. Sure, sure, but sure. But I was sure. like, oh, Colin, relax. Yeah, no, for for sure. Yeah. Relax. And Stephen Colbert is has been a huge ally and right. drag fan. Mm-hmm. So it's doesn't like, he have a drag character? When I think Rue was on his show, and yes. he has this character Raven that he did. <laughs> Raven. Raven. What about me? What about Rue Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, bringing us back Yeah um, Do you want to talk about The mini challenge The mini challenge and To quote Asia O'Hara Googly moogly <laughs> <laughs> um, It's a fun show It's a drag show It's a very gay for play Type of challenge In that it's like You know it's a game of memory mm-hmm. But we're using These models butts Right I mean we always have We always have this approach To these like Objectifying challenges Sure where it's like, We get it Listen 
I'm not. I got Tumblr on my phone. I'm not against this. It's just like, oh, God, well, this. right. And you know, I did think that it was weird when Eureka says there's something for every taste in the world, and I'm like, no, there isn't. No, no. W- one of them had some body hair. One of them had some body hair. Two of them were black. None one, of them were Asian, and no. as far as I could remember, one of them. Is, we didn't see much of their faces. No, one of them is female to male transsexual. Okay, so that was interesting. Uh, the first uh, trans pit crew member. Fabulous. Um, number seven. If you're going back to check out. Um, yes. I also felt like these underpants made their butts look like they got damaged in the mail. What are you they, talking they about? They all looked like 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 mushed boxes. Oh, like, Mary! I did not I didn't think. Agree. I didn't think they were flattering at all. <laughs> I think they probably just needed models with bigger asses. Ouch! I oh. think these were. I think these were well packed. I think boxes. number seventeen and number oh, nineteen. I wrote my numbers down too, Mary. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, here I am going. Oh, here we go <laughs> oh, with this. God. But I'm like, but I love oh, seventeen. Objectification. He's so tall. I mean, there's no thick boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. there was one. Yeah, uh, thicker. But I thicker. mean, like, I mean, like, you know what I'm talking no, about. No. You Do I know they what you're chips talking about? and pizza, which is my kind of boy. Yep, on my face. Yeah, I'm aware <laughs> of the situation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they order their mozzarella sticks with me, Mary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the dipping sauce. <laughs> we'll call you Mary Nara. <laughs> no, no. Boo. <laughs> my drag mother's Mama Celeste. <laughs> Mama Celeste's face. Uh- <laughs> Mama Celeste's face down. Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> oh, I will definitely have a sausage on that pizza. <laughs> and pepperoni. Who cares? Oh, God. Prego. Prego. <laughs> <laughs> mm, uh, anyway. anyway. You're welcome, Mary. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, All right, Mary. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, my numbers were. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what? Yeah. It's uh, like bingo. Yeah, yeah. Can I get a number? Um, first of all, it was adorable when Asia was just kind of staring. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, yeah. girl, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I know. I'm and Rue is like, okay, all right. <laughs> what, are <we laughs> what, what are we doing? And it was just like, just give her the crowd. Yeah, I know. I'm done. Just I give know, her the crowd. The I two know. of them. Ru- They're want, so cute. RuPaul and Asia, right? They're so cute. They're together. so cute. Together. Well, and RuPaul and Aquaria have this like oh. fun little kid sister, <laughs> my buddy moments. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of that like my buddy, my right. kid sister. <laughs> yeah, there's moments where Aquaria just makes RuPaul just like she just laughs despite oh, herself. She, yeah, She's like, exactly. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> she just loves it. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, like a Shangela and Jennifer situation. Yeah, you know, yes, where it's like, oh, this crazy kid, but like, I don't know what you're gonna do next. Right. And I can't wait. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm right. always here for it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, the, the, the short, cute, and hairy was number sixteen. Oh yeah, with the beard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he had a little bit of chest hair. Yes. Yeah. I also appreciated number seventeen. Oh I my think god. Everybody wrote scrape in the 17. ceiling. I love that. Like every queen was like, let me see seventeen. <laughs> Let me see 17, 17 again. 17. 17. But what's your second choice? 17. <laughs> 17. Both. Twice. Uh, um, we could be 17. <laughs> Sorry, Heathers. Oh, thank um, you. I also liked uh, 19 with the long hair and the beard. Oh, okay. I didn't write down 19. Yeah. I wrote down number three. I don't remember. And three. number 13. So, Mary's, go back and do your research. Oh, which we'll take some screenshots. Which one never skipped a meal? Oh, oh, that was that was number nineteen, I think. Mm, all right. right, or was that number maybe number fourteen? Was it nine and a half? <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I'll figure it out when it gets in there. <laughs> just make more room. Yeah, if whatever, it's bigger I'll just make than I thought. Room. Yeah. yeah, what's better than nine and a half? Twenty. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> Two hands. No. I'm just 
<laughs> give me a dick. Give me a twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm with it. Uh, no, I again a fun challenge. Yeah. I don't want to get too uh, wet blanket about it. No, I'm not at all. I because again it wet also for has, different reasons. Right. Right. <laughs> no, Mary. Yeah. Um, and I yes, I, I I I see it for what it is in the show. It's like okay. This is objectification. Sell that terrible underwear. Right. Yeah. Ouch. Well. If you're looking for a sponsor, look elsewhere. Yeah. (laughs) Elsewhere. Um, (laughs) Rounder butts. What was it called? Rounder world? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Aquaria wins. Aquaria wins. right. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of I liked her approach Of like Let's just read this Let's just see what We were talking about this before Oh right Is everybody happy Yeah um, I mean I don't think she stood To gain anything from that Like I didn't think like Oh what's your strategy here Well she's responding To her peers I mm-hmm. think she like Like anybody is like Oh you don't like that I'm gonna adjust Right mm-hmm. And there's There's something to be said About like don't do that Right And right. RuPaul even calls her out She's like are you trying to win Right right Do you want everyone to like you Or yeah. do you want to win Yeah And But it's like Yeah but Aquaria Is like I mean, she says this, but we also have known this for a while. Joan of Arc. Well, yeah, but she's like, she's very aware of what it all looks like and like how sure. it's going to come across. And and it's, I think, as important to her because she knows what this show does for people's careers and their reputations. The reality show portion, yes. not the performance portion. Yes, she's, it's as important to her that as she's, winning. That she is not, like when Cracker was like, aren't you worried with mm-hmm. the share challenge? She's just like, no. No, that part of the show, it's kind of like Cameron. She's got that part down. Yeah. The, now she's figuring out the she's figuring know, out the reality, reality part, and I think she's doing pretty well. She's trying, yeah. She's yeah. got she's getting better. I think she had that run in with the vixen, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like, oh shit, right, right. But I think the I fact adjust. that I think the fact that she did though, it's like I for, I kind of forgot about her conflict with the vixen. Uh, well, I think she she came to terms, mm-hmm. right? She's like, you're right. Like I moved on. I'm, I haven't been holding her to that. I guess I'm saying. Oh, I see. <clears throat> in the same way that I'm. Kind of always aware of the Eureka Vixen uh-huh. that felt less resolved. Yeah. You right. know? Oh, for, and it still is. And it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we get all the parts. Uh, I, I just love the name Rosie the Bingo Bot. Yeah. I yeah. Really I assume weird. that was like a Jetsons kind of reference. Oh, uh, yeah. Rosie the Robot. Yeah. yeah she's. Uh, that would be a great Snatch Game character. That would be a great character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be uh, some complicated drag. Um, <laughs> balancing on one wheel. Um, luckily, you're sitting. I did want to mention I saw this small nuance, but there's a clip of Asia um, sitting at the table working, and in the background, like laying on the floor, is the Vixen's week one. Um, oh, look. her, her <clears throat> noodles. The pipe, the pipe look, yeah. The noodles in the, the swimming pool. Yeah, and I was like, oh, did she just see that and was like, oh, fuck that noise. I'm not taking that home. You know what I mean? Oh, like, why was it still there? Yeah, right. It's just trash. Like, laying on the floor. Yeah. 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 Right, right, um, right, right. Well, she could probably reconstruct it. Right. You know, easily. Yeah, a little bit more time. Yeah. Probably doesn't need this look. Yeah. Right. Um, but just a little nuance, a little reminder of the Vixen. Mm. Um, and then I guess, I mean, the next notes I have really just we yeah. cut to Rue's yeah. visits. The, the walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I guess we mentioned this with Aquaria. Uh, you know, do you want to, I think I did feel like this was mucking up drama of like, do you want to win or do you want them to like you? Yeah. Again, this is like producers are trying to get a story going. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think that they know that Aquaria is going to the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think they know that. Right. And when she has these moments where she's kind of like figuring out how, like she gets kind of stuck. It isn't like, he's like, how are you going to, how are you going to make it funny? And she's like, well, um, I guess I'm going to, and they really, want to capitalize on that right but she figures it out and like she says that thing what i wrote down she says um i'm just gonna make each line count and rue has the small little slightly condescending laugh right oh they, yes they really yes, want to chuckle yeah and it's a little cute but they really want to push this thing that it's like oh, i don't know aquaria right because it's like right she's I are mean, you gonna rise yeah it's like yeah. no she's yeah she's risen this is, this is the dawning this of is, the age yes this oh. dawning of the age 
She yes. has cemented her spot in the yes. finale. Water sign realness. Yes. yes. As an Aquarius, I could not be happier. As an Aquarian, do you say Aquarius or Aquarius? I say an Aquarius. I'm a Gemini. <clears throat> I say there's like no other way to say it. Um, I feel like saying as an Aquarian that feels a little pretentious. Oh. Whereas Aquarius feels more like, oh, I just read my horoscope every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it feels a little less like committed. Aren't um, Aquarians, and I say Aquarians, so I'm mm-hmm. going to keep saying it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Oh, as a New he, Yorker. She, Regis and Kathy Lee, I don't care. Just keep calling me. Uh, as, as Aren't Aquarians known for being really into horoscopes? Yeah. Oh, like you guys are really into it, like like Scorpios. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Aquarians are definitely uh, very kind of like ooh, otherworldly. Like mm-hmm. they're they they constantly wanna, looking at the stars. Yes, for yes. They want to look at the world from sixty four thousand feet. Yeah. They want to look at it from a centimeter away. Right. But they don't want to let you know which way they're looking at it. Right. Yeah. And they don't want anybody to tell them how to do it. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> No, it isn't. Oh man! Well, I'm a Gemini. Don't piss me off, yeah. right, Mary? Which me is it? <laughs> I don't know, Mimi. <laughs> well, guess what, Mimi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know much about Gemini isms except that we have many faces, and that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. You either. probably know more about Gemini's than I do because you interact with me. I do. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I do. I could tell you some things about oh, yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. Um, so yeah, just be funny. Um, Monet Exchange. This is this is what I think will bring Monet Monet down. Yep. Because Monet has consistently not taken the hint. It's fix your wigs, girl. Yeah. Fix your wigs, girl. Girl, wear a bigger wig. She even said it. She's like, you need to wear a bigger wig. I'm literally telling you. Right. You and I both know. (laughs) So when you come out on the runway with three strands of hair. Oh, my God. It was like a slap in the face. And I love that I kind of. Well, you know, and the thing is, like, I... I get what Rue's saying, and I do see it. I love Monet's kitten wigs. Yeah. I do think it looks really good on kitten her. Kitten heels. Her little kitten heels. <laughs> the way you torture those kitten heels on the runway. Um, yeah, no, I think that like... I Criminal. Think, I think it looks good, but I think... I also think that for this runway, it, there was this. Happen- it's like it's like a um, was it Max with the gray wig? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to adjust once, right? But sometimes dusty dots. It's like adjust once or do it some other way. I mean, she has come out with longer wigs. She has, she has. I mean, She's this, done it. this was not the runway to do it. It wouldn't have worked with that look. Oh, for sure. But she did it in the the sexy mechanic, right? She did that. Oh. Um, Funny side note, I was listening to Sibling Rivalry, and Bob was like, what were you doing trying to get out of those pants when you knew you couldn't get out of those pants? <laughs> that's right. Waddling that's right. around. And Monet was like, you're just in that moment, and you're like, I got to do everything. So I took my pants down. <laughs> Man, have I been there. Yeah, right. Hey, listen, when all else fails. <laughs> take your pants take off. Take your pants off. <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in, in very specific situations. <laughs> really? Like coming know. home from work, not like having an interview. Oh, well, maybe that would make the interview interesting. Depends, depends, yeah. 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 The in- interview would be a yeah. interview, you know. I uh, interview with a, with a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've seen that video. I know how the interview goes. The suits just tear. It's yeah. like they're made out of paper. I think they design them that way. Men at play, is that what it is? Yeah. Men at work. Yeah, they uh, use the cheapest fucking suits for those men at play videos. Oh, fuck yes. They have to. Thank God. The seams. Yeah, right. Well, you don't want to get cum on it and then, you know. No. It's hard to get out. It's hard to get out. We saw the sweetest thing. You have yeah. to bring it to the dry cleaner and your right. priest might be there. Yeah, and we're going to go back to men's warehouse and yeah. just be like, well, sorry, that old suit didn't work out. I got right. cum all over it. <laughs> 
I don't even know how we got onto this. Uh, but Monet's change. Uh, so Speaking her big wigs, right? Her big wigs. Uh, RuPaul references her big, fat, juicy ass, and I'm like, RuPaul, you are showing more of your cards. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like into Monet's ass. But if that's what Ru wants to see, I mean, Monet did bring it out a little bit this just uh, yeah, runway, right? Um, I think that. I think that the wigs are kind of representative of a larger issue for Monet. I agree. I think she has everything in place that Rue likes about a queen. Yeah. You can tell Rue really likes Monet. Right. She's funny. She's, she's quick. Smart. She's smart. She's got a good personality. Yeah. She's, she's She'd fun. She'd represent the brand well. Yeah. I mean, there's so much about her that, like, exactly, is, is a great fit. The ways in which she is reminiscent of Bob are positive. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just, like, this great personality. Sure. But it's like Jujubee where it's like you're never turning the fire up enough for them. Right. And it's tough because it's like she's been doing these, you know, most of these runways I think have been great. And the, the, the you know, the futuristic one, not so much. The the ball. Oh, right. Um, but for the most part, I think they've been good. Yeah. But I mean, I like them. But they've like never, them. there's always been, it's like what more do they want? Is it really just a big wig? I Why not? Yeah. I, might as well try it. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not give it a shot? Yeah. Um, I think this... Was the challenge to show them? Okay, I'm here. I listen. Yeah, maybe right? she should have just scrapped the scraps of hair and been like, "Okay, keep the boobs." Here's a big wig. Yeah, here's exactly. A, yeah, yeah. yeah here's like your big wig. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So Eureka again. It was just like uh, I just feel like they're just letting Eureka just kind of go. Yeah. The one thing stand I stand out. That's what they're saying. Yeah. There wasn't really much different feedback. The one thing I liked about this interaction is I felt like Eureka had toned down and, and you know, last week I was just not feeling Eureka. I wasn't buying it. I felt like she was being fake or whatever. And I, and a lot of that could have been like, you know, Eureka kind of being afraid to be herself. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I felt like for some reason in this interaction, she just seemed so herself and it was like, Oh, I, this is maybe this is who you are and who you're afraid to be. Oh, I see. She was very calm. She was very sort of present. She was very. It felt very genuine. You know, I I I think about the days of season nine when she was talking about her craft room and oh, talking yeah. about how she's got to mm -hmm. you know sew for her life essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's the Eureka I think we all fell in love with. And I haven't seen that Eureka yet because Eureka is I and she mentions this in I think Untucked. She's like. Coming into a new crop of girls, mm -hmm. like you know, I, I I'm kind of up against uh, a different hill. Yeah, well, it's this it's this ongoing thing of is she getting a harsher critique or is she getting more of a pass? Right. We could talk about that in nuance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I thought it was one, and now I think it's something else. Okay. So deep tease on that. Yeah. There we go. We'll <clears throat> we'll, we'll expand on that later. Yeah. Um, Cameron, we I think this was uh, we've kind of talked about this this slow grower. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like that reference of like penis, right? Slow grower. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, we talked about how she's on stage. Was she somebody else? Yeah. And Asia has that quote. I, mean, she, I wrote it down. She says. I don't know how long uh, the judges are going to feel inspired by Cameron being so quiet. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of energy pouring out of her. Mm -hmm. uh, that she's fierce aesthetically. But right, yeah. right, right, right. I thought right. that was, I mean, that, that's a good way to frame it where she's, she's not judging her for being quiet, but it's yeah. like, are they, are they, you're giving them enough to stay intrigued. Sure, right. It just doesn't read well on a reality show, mm -hmm. right? We've yeah. mentioned that. That yeah, there's, yeah. you know, a way to do the reality show part and there's another way to do the, the performance part. Mm -hmm. um, Asia, um, this was... A, a contender for Clip of the Week. Yeah, I agree. It was agree. a very Goodwill Hunting moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's not your fault. Right, right, right. It's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. Until he's like in tears. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, totally. It was like, 
I feel like Asia is a queen. Like when when, Asia, when he says to her, he's like, "You're a champion, girl." Yeah, he's basically like, "I'm gonna crown you. You need to show. So you me. need to show up so I can do that." Yeah, because when Asia talks about an untucked, how she was frustrated with Cameron because she f- compared to like the vixen. Because when she would she had one on one with the vixen, she felt like she was being heard and feeling right. that Cameron wasn't really hearing them. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's very similar with RuPaul and Asia. I think RuPaul can give Asia feedback, and there's that sense of okay, I hear you. Right. You know, like do you see me? Do you see me? I see you. I see you. Yeah. You know, Leah Remini and yeah, Kevin Leah James. Remini, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it's I, great. It's I, a great I, reference. I, I love that reference. It's a great I, reference. I just I always love that. That's it's from a podcast. Yeah. When from, we're finding out about Leah Remini on the set and how she does it. Right. Right. And just that moment of like getting present and like how to work with someone in the scene like hey do you see me i see you great we're good um and i think that asia can give that back to rupaul right and so yeah that speech like i don't i think it was totally genuine it's like oh yeah you're a fucking champion yeah like you're you need to you need to realize that and keep bringing that because that's kind of why we've seen this from the beginning yeah asia is like the one to be yeah and i'm really feeling that this episode it was i had this moment of like Oh, it kind of is Asia O'Hara's drag race. <laughs> this has kind of been her story weaving through all the other sure, drama. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I definitely see what you're saying. I will say that I had kind of a Gia Gunn moment uh, on the on the runway. Uh, you and I both know moment. Oh. Um, and I'll talk about that uh, later. But yes. Oh, okay. All remember right. who you are. Remember who the hell you are is what she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, this was this was great. Asia's talking about how she's going to... Uh, Drive this from her conservative household, and these yeah. are her aunts. Her aunts, her yeah, aunts. yeah. And I like that she recognizes that she's often the conservative voice of reason in the room. That's been kind of this ongoing, somewhat Bianca-ish story of sure. the way that Asia's been the yeah. mother of the yeah, room. Yeah, she's been so nice, mm-hmm. and she's and reading the queens. Yeah, oh, she loves to read them. Yeah, and at the same time, but she, they know that it's not mean because she's so nice. Because then she's helping them. She's exactly. hugging their neck. Yeah, she's, she's hugging their neck. And yeah. and she's never. <laughs> She's never I love that I need to hug your neck right now I need to hug your neck right now She's never backed away From this idea That like Hey this still needs To be a sisterhood Oh right Oh yeah I'm not gonna let that go That's where this came from That is more important Than a competition And I You know I love that she It's almost like a Ben de la Creme Kind of moment Where she's coming To the competition And be like Nope this mm-hmm. is how drag race and drag performance is. Like, we mm-hmm. need to actually be a sisterhood. Yeah. It's not always interesting reality TV. No. But she 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 talks about it later, like mm-hmm. RuPaul's best friend race. Like, this yeah. kind of has to be. It's it's kind of how it is in the in, mm-hmm. in reality. And, like, just as a counterpoint to that idea, because I understand that, like, conflict is, is where we see things happen. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Because let me tell you, the conflict that the Vixen brought to this uh, season has made it very, very interesting and enriched mm-hmm. a lot of conversations. Yeah, totally. I think open people's eyes, closed many doors, you know? I think it's worth challenging the idea of what you know, I had this conversation with someone a few weeks ago and, and she said, you know, I feeling this this need or this desire for kind media. And it was and not saying that this is what RuPaul's drag drag race has to do, but it was this idea that I really like I haven't been able to let go of like Especially now, you know, <clears throat> every competition show is cutthroat mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. and, and there's conflict everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every every reality show is about vast quantities of conflict. Sure. At some point, when does that stop being interesting? You know what I mean? It's I mean, it's it's a human sure thing, right? We've been uh, since uh, Rome. But, you know, the, the reality show in Rome was watching the gladiators get mauled. But if there's a hundred shows doing it that way. 
theoretically, the one show doing it differently could be even more interesting in that it's not doing what 99 other people are doing. I just don't know what it would... What, I, I, I don't either. I but, have to expand my paradigm because I don't know what it would look like. like so why would I keep tuning in? One example that I can think of right off the bat, and it's a much shorter... Oprah? Oprah is a different thing, but this there's something more current now. There's... um. Uh, it's a page that I liked on Facebook, and I, I, I don't know kind of what the header it is. It might be this um, uh, company, Fandor, or something, but they do all these videos. They do all these like sort of film analysis videos and oh. um, different things. And so one of the, the series that they do, they have a whole thing called like Women in Film. It's all these little four or five minute, you know, little just video essays. Like women? Like women, you know, like women. Like women. So one of the things, one of the little features they have is called The Gush. And it's just like a two or three minute video just like raving about like why Kate Blanchett is such an amazing actress. Oh, I see. <clears throat> why Christina Ricci is so amazing. Yeah. And it's just about celebrating and showing like proof positive of, of why they're so great. And that to me is so enriching to have that kind of media that's just about celebration. It's just about looking for the positive and it's not done in a cheesy way or a construct or a construed way. Yeah. It feels genuine. Okay. And I realize that that might not be sustainable for an hour. I mean, we love cat videos and we love the animals being, mm -hmm. you know, brought back to their owners videos, mm -hmm. right? Like we love crying over joy and beautiful moments and right. like, Oh, there's this moment, but it's for three minutes. Or four minutes. Yeah, but I think that there's something there where it's like, I don't know the answer. I'm just curious what that looks like on a larger scale. Yeah. I'm just curious what, if if media because wasn't conflict, about just conflict. Well, conflict is is uh, is real, mm -hmm. you know? And it I would almost be like it's, it's distracting from reality mm -hmm. in that sense. Like, oh, we're just going to give you snowflakes and rainbows. Here you go. No, yeah, no, but I think that this is. I don't. Th I don't think it has to be that. I think it can be more organic. I think what it is is like talking about, and maybe this is thinking of like early seasons of, maybe not even of like Project Runway, mm -hmm. where it's less about these sort of like constructed dramatic mo moments, sure. and more about what happens organically okay. in that situation. Yeah, um, I don't think people have patience for that. Right. Not you anymore. know, I remember rewatching some old Project Runway, and I'm like. God. I know yeah <laughs> and I'm sure watching like old seasons of like Big Brother I don't even know if maybe it, does Survivor feel like like no, early seasons no. don't feel the less the first season of Survivor was amazing well sure it was like that, right that's, that's like the, the classic one yeah the sneak mm -hmm. in the grease mm -hmm. that's like saying tapioca oh yeah yeah the sneak yeah. what's her the, name oh uh the, oh the one who says uh yeah. fuck fuck you Tina uh, oh <laughs> the sneak in the grass uh yeah she's like you can you know, on this island you can trust one person uh or you could trust the sneak or you can trust the rat the rat um, the rat the rat uh, season one survivor cast uh yeah it's um oh man oh uh, was it uh, Susan? I don't Susan. Yes, it's Susan Hawk. But, but, but yeah. my name is not Susan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard Hatch won. Yes. Kelly Wigglesworth. She came back and competed again. She came in second. She was the rat. Oh, she was the rat. She was the rat. <clears throat> Got and it. the mm -hmm. snake is was always Richard. Mm -hmm, he sure. was the head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I guess like yeah, and you look back at like season two of Drag Race is one of the more you know tense conflict filled seasons. People say that that is. Mm -hmm. Best season of Drag Race Yeah yeah I mean I'm just theorizing I don't have a final idea But I feel like something like The Gush or whatever Is just an interesting 
different direction. Okay. Um, especially in times of call out culture and whatnot, sure. okay. you know? Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So it's, it's more of like the beginnings of a movement that I'm interested in. The gush, the gush yeah. movement, the gush movement. Mm. Yeah. Hashtag gush movement. Hashtag gush movement, All which right, could man. also go in a whole different direction. Um, we talked about cracker, uh, for our clip of the week. Yes. Yes. Um, I think we've covered all that. Yeah. We could talk about, um, the the shoot with Michelle and Ross. Yeah, um, um, I usually like Ross as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Visage, I I am a big fan of. Um, the one thing I don't like about Michelle Visage is when she does line readings. Yeah, because I'm kind of like that's I don't know. Maybe I'm being too kind of snotty about it, but like that's not how you direct somebody, right? Especially when they say in this challenge, like the decisions are up to you, right? It's like, well, if you do a line well, reading, you're right, going like, to make a decision for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there were moments like the Ivy Winters moment that I guess it made sense to kind of oh sure give some and plus they could just say Ivy Winters 12, 13 oh my God, times in a row so many times um, I do I I loved I loved Monet kind of doing it in the Talking Head oh yeah and oh, then, and oh she has, she has thing, that quote yeah she's like but you know I'm an actress I do my do and I know how to do my do <laughs> I know how to do my do <laughs> I know how to do my do I just love put that it. on a shirt Monet I know how to do my do. <laughs> I'm an actress, and I know how to do my do. <laughs> Just the way that she was. So oh my, she's great. so great. <laughs> she's so she's great. She's so great. Oh, every uh, time she's a talking head, I'm like, oh, good, you're still yes, here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I miss Monique so much, but I'm yeah. glad Monet is still here. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, we talked about the line reading. I don't have much notes about this. Um, yeah, me neither. I, we could kind of talk, bring it to another place, but um, we do have to talk about two moments. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is, oh, you're from New York. You know how to be patronizing. Yeah. Um, first of all, do you, did, do you say patronizing or patronizing? I think I say patronizing. Patronizing. I just said it. Yeah. It's the American way. Mm-hmm. Um, p- somebody tried to convince me that patronizing is like what you do at a business, but patronizing is when you're condescending. And I'm like, are you patronizing me right now? Yeah. It's very unpatriotic. of you. <laughs> um, um, no, cause, uh, and then upon further research and Mary's correct me if you think I'm wrong, because I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, that there, it's actually just a difference in pronunciation and that the, the British way of saying it is patronizing. Ooh, Monet, you get in here with the history of <laughs> linguistics. All and right. then, uh, the, well, cause Michelle says patronizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, uh, American way is patronizing. So that and that's the only difference mm-hmm. that the meaning is still the same that it that it has two meanings right, right. you can either can be about like going to a business sure and giving your money to them or in the same way like condescending yeah I guess I could serving see, someone I could see the need for nuance I think at the end of the day if you're going to correct me on how to say patronizing that's very patronizing <laughs> um, fair yeah um, we need to talk about this off the cuff moment that many of our Marys caught. Oh, the American Beauty moment. Yes, uh, I will sell this house today. Annette Bening mm-hmm. won an Oscar for this. No, role. she didn't. Why not? No, she has been infamously robbed of Oscars every oh, year. God. No, she's been nominated. Oh, I don't Susan remember who, Lucci. Yeah, no Oscars. Totally. I don't remember who won that year, but um, well, oh, that's I'll find out. Oh, yeah, you should look that up. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, was that, it wasn't Aaron Brockovich. That was the year before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my Ugh. God. If she, could you imagine, Ugh. Mary? Yeah, she already beat Ellen Burstyn. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for our Marys, we did Aaron Brockovich as a recent uh, Patreon episode. As Johnny's looking that up, if you want to listen to that episode, you just go to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Because you can then just like sign up and listen to all the back episodes. That's right. Uh, the 2000, so it was two th- the year 2000 mm-hmm. uh, was American Beauty. Oh. Um, it did win Best Picture. Yes, it did. And of course... Best actor. Best actor went to Kevin. Yeah, best actor for hitting on underage boys. Oh, yeah. S- wow. 
Whoops. 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 Um, She said that. Facts are facts, America. Whoops. I can say that because I'm Italian. Right, right, right. Um, uh, We never talked about that moment, how she said whoops. No, I know, I know. And I feel like she had a moment like, oh, shit. I meant it to be like a thing. I every person without papers. was trying to say whoops, and here I am. Oh, my God. Oh, you know who won that year? Who? Hillary Swank for Boys Don't Cry. Oh. So I'm happy for it. A queer forward movie. Sure. Um, Brandon Tina, a, a really important story to be told. Great. And for, two, so for 2000. So I'm not upset anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore were also nominated that year. Oh, was it for The Hours? No. Julianne Moore for The End of the Affair and Meryl Streep for Music of the Heart. Oh. <laughs> Wow. As the, you know, the violin teacher. Yeah, I know. Yeah, with Gloria Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was like Wes Craven's like non-horror movie. Oh, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's, uh, those are weird choices. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the end of the fair I never saw. Um, oh, yeah, I never saw it either. Yeah. Uh, but I love Julianne Moore. Mm. Um, yeah, so Annette Bening. Um, this, uh, I, I was happy to hear it. And I was also happy that people clocked it. That yes. people were like, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I have these moments all the time when I'm like, really? Oh, I'm just going to try. I will sell this house today. Right, right. Sell this house today. And I'm mm-hmm. cleaning, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like scrubbing. Yeah. And oh, slapping so. yourself in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ba- baby. Uh, baby. Yeah. Baby. Uh, but, but you know what else I also quote often from American Beauty is. Um, when somebody's like, oh, have I met you? What's your name again? And I'm like, that's okay. I wouldn't remember me either. <laughs> I don't remember that. So Lester says it. Kevin Spacey's character says it at like this like party. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, Annette Bening oh, introduces him. And right. he's like, it's okay. I wouldn't remember me either. And then she says, oh, Lester, <laughs> don't be weird. Oh, that's right. I remember and then that. he says, okay, honey, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Right, right. Yeah. Brilliant line. Yeah. Um, and then obviously... Uh, uh, Annette Benning. Oh, honey, you you did great. I watched you very closely, and you didn't mess up once. <laughs> is another thing that I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's a, a deep cut into that movie, right? And then you like getting nailed by the king. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck me, your Majesty. <laughs> That's right. Some of their legs are in the <laughs> yes, air. Yes, exactly. I think I just yeah. picture the legs. Yes, yeah. the legs. The legs. No, a, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh, you yeah. should watch it. Yeah. You sh- I mean, actually, don't watch it because Kevin Spacey. He's in all of it. He well, and he has sex with an underage girl in that movie. Yeah, he with Mina Suvari. They mm-hmm. don't actually have sex. He's she's she cries and he stops. Right, which yeah. must have been really hard for him. Oh my god! Um, yeah, as an actor, fuck. Yeah, it's like it's so creepy looking back. I know, I know, <sighs> and it's and it's the kind of thing where it's just like I'm it ruins that movie, that whole do- experience. It does, and then I'm just like, okay, but it's kind of like the Cosby Show. You extract Felicia Rashad, you extract you sure. know the elements of it that are good, right? And then you just throw out the garbage. So yeah. you extract Annette Benning and oh the god. amazing music Fabulous. and yeah, all that. But like, oh. fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Uh, so this kind of all ends with Michelle saying, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Which I have to imagine might have been real. They must oh. just at the point of like, I don't I don't want to watch you guys stumble through this anymore. Just right. get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it this way so we can just be done. <clears throat> For sure. Uh, we should talk about maybe some of this little uh, before the runway. Yeah. Um, um, so <clears throat> I, I just want to say that Cameron not only looked like Leatherface when the makeup wasn't on, yeah. but she also was leathery face. Yes. Yes, she was. <laughs> she was. She was the she was the Nashville drag queen massacre. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I was definitely impressed that she was. I mean, this is again. We've we've talked about this with her. She does like Dragula level drag. Dragula level drag. And yeah. like, obviously, like this is not like you know you know we're not talking like Victoria lives with black here. But sure. like this was sure. a next level thing, right? Um, and the look was. I mean, for her to do an entire like prosthetic thing, and we'll get to this on the runway. But for her to do that and for it to work, yeah, you know what I mean. Like some, yeah, oh yeah, they kind of like oh, doubtfire realness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they try to do this whole thing, and we kind of say, well, it was ambitious, and I can still see the. Cracks in the seams, 
but I appreciate the effort. Oh, right. But this, no, I'm like, it no, was, this is yeah, it was great. Amazing. Yeah. It was great. Um, they, you know, the, the conversation about getting older um, didn't really hook me at all. Well, right. And I think that, I think we might have talked about this before, but, you know, gay men, oh, there's always that thing about being mm. Peter Pan yep. and never getting old and I don't want to grow up mm -hmm. and, you know, feeling your oats until you're 40, 50 yep. because you don't have to be in this narrative that people have created for you, right? You, right. Have, you have kids, you go have a job and then you save up after 30 years and you retire and then you're old. Right, right, right. There's that thing. Because like kids make you old in that sense because you're around young people and then all of a sudden you're old. Right, right. You all you then become the you old become person. You become the old person. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting when you don't have that structure which a lot of people I think some find comforting some find very restrictive I think when you don't have that because I feel that I don't have that structure I'm I don't know what my life's gonna look like right I have oh. no idea if I'm gonna have kids or get married or any of that yeah and I mean we old shame in the gay community all the time you mm -hmm. know because sure. it's not young and sexy and sure and I think that's also because when you don't know what it's all supposed to move towards you have to be smart and creative and aware enough to figure out the life sure and I think that I don't know. I and I'm making. I'm not making this up. As I'm going along. I'm thinking about it as I'm saying it. Is I wonder if there's anything tied to that. Of like, I'm just gonna put this out there and see if this makes sense. For so many older gay men who did not have a structure, especially now where they had less of a structure than we had, mm -hmm. less options. It's entirely possible to imagine that people get to a certain age or a certain point where they're like. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life right now. I'm 45 and I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Right. And I know that quote unquote, it's not supposed to look like anything. It's your life. Yeah. But I really need a point of reference right now. And so I think a lot of, I'm willing to believe a lot of guys go to what was familiar to what they did know, to what, the gay community what and what fun, gay media has created a structure for. What gave for. them validation. Yep, what what they knew worked. Yeah. Um, and what, you know, what did feel good at one yeah. point. And there's no shame in that. There's either. no shame, but I think it's just something I, I wonder if, and maybe it's, you know, thinking for myself, is like you get to that point where you're like, well, I don't even know what to do. Yeah, I mean, age is in the mind too, yeah. right? You yeah. can you can go out. You can right. live your fucking life. You totally, know? totally. And you just have to contend with like feed it, your cat every day. You know, I do change the litter box and, and then go out. And then know? yeah, just live. But I, I, I think it's so hard to let go of thinking that there's a certain way to do it. Oh, oh, for sure. Because mm -hmm. it's ingrained in us as gay men in a straight world. Like, oh, mm -hmm. there's a structure that I'm not doing. Right. And you better find something or you're going to end up like one of these pathetic old queens. Right. You know? Right. Like Tim Gunn. Yeah. Who's so pathetic. Oh, yeah. So, oh, God. I, I, I would... If oh, I could be a be fraction amazing? of Tim Gunn at any age, gay excellence. He really, he is, he is gay excellence. He is like how to be in this yeah, world. He's yeah, a yeah. great role model for older gay men. Right, 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 mm. right. You know, I think about Ellen. I think about mm -hmm. older lesbians as well. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. You know, Did I think? There. Yeah, it's well, because it's, it's like it's less about what they're doing with their lives and like the structure of like career, family, marriage, whatever, and just kind of the way they are in the world and maybe yeah. that's when you don't have that kind of built structure in life it becomes more about just the person you're becoming sure and the life that that kind of engenders yeah I don't know yeah I'm hopeful <laughs> sure and you know, Aquaria talks about how there's so much to learn from older queens and older mm -hmm. generations and how she doesn't really relate to people around her age and so she's constantly looking up you know mm -hmm. I think that's you know, it's one way to live in live in the world. The fact that she hangs out with Amanda Lepore. Oh my god! I, I mean, loved when I found out that she does yoga every day. Yeah, I'm like work, you fifty year old bitch. Right, love it. Right, well, like parts of her are fifty. Most of her is like <laughs> ten or twelve. Yeah. You know what's interesting is RuPaul's older than Amanda Lepore. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I think it's uh, Aquaria. I'm. 
I just think that there's there's so much more to her than she's just able to express. She's just really it's like Cameron. She's really good at expressing all of this in her drag, mm. but not maybe as good in conversation. Sure. And I can be forgiving of that because what she's expressing is just so fucking good. Yeah. That I'm like, okay, you just haven't figured out the mechanics. Yeah. With the materials, you grow into it. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Um, I also just liked Monet's talking head about like. She's like, you know, when I'm old, I'm going to be in some good toms and a kitten wig, and RuPaul. And a kitten wig, RuPaul. <laughs> it's like, good for you. Yeah, you should that. be. Um, I I think I can move on to the runway, unless you wanted to talk about Asia's best friend race. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of talked about it, but I, I had the note that, like, she just hasn't sacrificed that point of view. Yeah. That, like, that's... That has endured longer than this competition. That has endured longer than drag queens competing. Sure. Is sister. Oh, yeah. Oh, know? yeah. Seeing the queens still working together that have mm-hmm. been on the show since season two or season three, mm-hmm. you know, even season one. Like, yeah. That's important. Yeah. Because your longevity will be about your the connections that you're making. So yeah. if you're going to live on an island and, you know, threaten to blow up a, a convention center. Right. Right. Not blow like, up, but do something. Whatever you were going to do to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's or, a way to isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. And granted. Maybe that wasn't all her doing and that there were queens that pushed her away. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's it's it's sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think that like in comparison to a queen like like Tyra, um, who is making who is making uh, threats to drag con um, Asia is just like this other example. I don't want to say like this contrasting example of of Tyra, but I think Asia is this contrasting example of how to be in this competition in a way that doesn't produce that kind of um animosity because well yes i mean tyra not on the show because tyra on the show i think was fine yes no that's i'm I'm talking about off the show that like there's kind of this way to operate together that i would i don't know i guess and not to go into this like tyra sanchez hole but like i've always very much stuck to the idea that tyra's it's responsive. Yeah. This is all responsive. Right, right. Um, I don't agree with it. I still think it was selfish. Yeah. I, you know, I it's, stand by it's that. It's responding to... Yeah. And I think that the perspective that Asia is reactive. reinforcing yeah. is addressing what she's responding to. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you put kindness out, hopefully you'll get kindness back. And if right. you don't, keep putting kindness out. That's the solution. It's not to like change gears and say, all right, well, let's just open the, sep- the septic tank. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's one way to walk away from a conversation. There's another mm-hmm. way to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's about style. Yeah. Um, so the runway. Yeah, the runway. Run, run, runway. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope you enjoyed the prolapse clitoris discussion. Oh, wait, I, anything. Any Anytime we can get to a prolapsed situation. So at my old school, uh, my friend Becky and I, we, we always referred to it as a pink slipper. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A pink slipper, yeah. Prolapsed asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. A little, uh, little muff to keep your hands warm. Totally. <laughs> In the winter, you know. Just this, you know, cute little... Yeah, well, you know, slipper. the roses bloom in the spring. <laughs> Uh, coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, June is busting out all over. There you go, Mary. Um, so we, speaking of busting out, um, maybe not really, but we have old lady drag on the yeah. runway. Yeah, old lady drag. Yeah. Uh, party like it's 2069. Of course, it's 69. Course. Yeah. Um, so these queens are supposed to be between maybe 70 and 80, yeah. depending on the age. Mm-hmm. I think 85 is the oldest. Right. Would be Asia. No, of course, in like 
50 years, what's 80 going to look like? I know. Which, I mean, when we get to Aquarius, it's kind of the point, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but let's talk about Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker. Um, I didn't think she looked 80, but I thought it was, you know, a cute look. Yeah. It, it didn't look old enough, but like, I got the concept. Yeah, I got what she was doing. The Upper East Side Jewish yeah. Miranda Priestly. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I don't know what else she could have done. But I know it needed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, she just had a skeleton or a skull vomiting over her shoulder last I know. week. So it's just like, oh, sorry, you said a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, you said a bar. You said a skull. You said a skull. You uh, said a bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said a ring on it. Yeah. Um, uh, Asia, I thought this was a hilarious performance. Uh-huh. Um, any runway that involves chips. Oh, my God. And fishing her glasses out oh of the Oh, my chips. God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In house shoes. Oh, just yeah, what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get what I right. get what this character is. And again, chips. I mean, I'm just like, what chips were they? Yeah, what were they? Were those Doritos? I think they were, were like... Were they like cheddar Pringles? I think they were plain old, like, like a, just a regular, like, salty potato. But I, they looked orange to me. Oh, did they? Oh, I I saw them as, like, a hers situation, an Uts, uh, trying to think of a reference. They definitely Uts. don't have Uts on the East No, but you know, one of those, just a plain old, salted, regular, three-ingredient chip. Yeah, I think it, they looked orange to me, but... I, I'm not... That's fine. Whatever chip she wants. She's been living her whole life trying to eat... Not eat not to not, not eat, eat chips. chips. Now she's eating chips. Chips. Um, you said earlier, though, that you had a... You and I both know G a moment. So I could talk... If you want to move to the... Uh, critique because that's oh, okay. kind of when I had it. Oh well, then we'll we'll wait till um, we get there. We'll talk about the performance. Um, Fair enough. So Monet with the boobs, the, the liquor and the IV. This was another hilarious. It was unexpected. It was. Funny. I was not expecting this. It wasn't glamour. No. And I think she got kind of red for that. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Like oh, really? Rude, like really Asia's was glamour and she yeah. won. Yeah. And like. Monique, I mean, Monet did Glamour last week. Yeah. That black thing was oh, yeah. totally glamorous. I think she's giving them that. This is like a lot of versatility here. Yeah. Yeah. And was the problem just that Asia, not the problem, but a problem that Asia kind of did a slightly similar concept with the house shoes and the socks. Like there's little nuances. And she did it better maybe. That's what I mean. And she did okay. it a little bit better. I mean, whereas. She ha- I mean, Monet had the gag. Sure. And the you, boobs. E- you either like a gag or you don't. They're called you know, boobs, Ed. They were called boobs, Ed. Yeah. Those were called Those boobs. Those were boobs. Um, I mean, I, you know. Monet could sell me anything. And That's I, true. And, I and she does double. often sell. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, people that look at, uh, you know, there are people, and I think we've come across this, especially this season, that watch the show and they don't care about the reality portion. They just care about how you do on the runway and in the challenges. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people are like, Loving Eureka and loving Cameron because their runways and their performance have been great. Yeah. Meanwhile, like we love Monique, mm-hmm. not because her runways were always like, oh my God, but no. it was because whenever she was on camera, we could not take our eyes off of her. Yeah. We were, our ears perk up. Yeah. It, it, charisma is 150%. Absolutely. So I didn't really care if clothing construction is like, I know she has talent. Yeah. Like, I know she has talent. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, obviously this is a drag show and there's a runway competition. So, like, people go there, too. Right. There's two ways to watch the show. Sure. And we've never claimed to be subjective. No way. No. I think if anything, it's like, I think we've tried to see why each we've one of them. We've never claimed to be objective. Oh, objective. That's right. Right. No, we've never. We are to be subjective. Ob- we're incredibly subjective. <laughs> Incredibly. Yes, yes. We try to see the good in all. But, like, trust and believe, I have a team. Oh, yeah, you have a team. I have a team. Yeah. And, like... You're Team Monet. I'm Team Monet, and yeah. I also, like, when when she's ready, she can pass the baton to Aquaria or Asia. Okay. And I'm not quite sure which one I'm more excited about. All right. You know? I hear you, Mary. Yeah. Um, Aquaria, speaking of... Uh, yeah. You know, this reminded me of Katya. 
Oh. Like I saw Katya in this look. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I could see that. You know what I'm saying? I could see Katya doing something very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Playing with age, the the droopy earlobes, yeah, the, the reference. Like the severe look, the, severe, the, yeah. mm-hmm. the hair. Yeah, and what was the reference? Michelle? Oh, Le, uh, LeMay. LeMay. Yeah, Michelle LeMay. Is a, what is she, a photographer? Designer? No, she's the wife of uh, this, uh, she's this older eccentric, like, a woman, she's the wife of Rick Owens. Oh, is he a wrestler? No, he's a Rick designer. O- Rick Owens. I'm thinking he's, like Rick she's, Flair. She's Rick Owens' wife, and he's a designer. And you know what? To be honest with you, I don't know anything about Rick Owens. I don't I, either. And I, Clearly. Michelle LeMay mm-hmm. is somebody I had to look up to. I looked up to some pictures, and I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's such a clever idea. And I think to Rue's point, it's like, that's what Rue wants to look like. You'd imagine sure. like beyond just being like this edgy, cool, older woman. Yes. I mean, if I were going to go with an Upper West or East Village older woman, mm-hmm. um, I would have dyed my hair magenta. You know, she went glam with it, but I would have been like... Maybe a streak of something in there. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like um, like a, a polka dot maybe kind of thing. I see what you mean. I, I understood what she was doing. I got the idea of sticking with this... Was there a purse? Like, I feel like there should have been a purse because she's these, I don't know. Yeah. They've got something. If she had an accessory, yeah, like, what would it be? You know, I wish, I wish it was one of those old lady shopping carts that I see the old women on 14th Street who've been living in the same apartment since like 1960, whatever. Right. Paying $400 a month. Right. And I see them pushing their little granny shopping carts, you know, to the associated to get one thing and back. Garden of Eden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that would be the the old lady drag I would do. Oh, okay. Kind of what Monet did without the droopy boobs Mm -hmm. and I would I don't know how I'd bring that shopping cart but it'd be worth it Um, I I don't know I love this I I realize I get why maybe it didn't work for them 100% but I thought it was such a great idea I mean she is always some glamorous kind of flawless magazine cover Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's how Viola Tchotchke won Mm -hmm. right her runways were always like this like yeah, and there was like a story there. There yeah. were things to look at. There were nuances. Yeah, she's just glam. That's her thing. That's how mm-hmm. she enters the dress. Like mm-hmm. She's just always going to be some form of glamour. Mm-hmm. But the, but then on the runway, there's she's she had a little like nuance of which way am I going? Like there was this kind of new neurotic oh, New Yorker that. thing. I missed that. There's always a little bit more there than I expect. Okay. You know, um, Eureka. Uh, it was so basic. I she looked like a professor of spells. Yeah. yeah. Oh, first there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a, ha- a Hogwarts character. Yeah, I think I felt like she might have had an assistant who was like an owl. Oh, you know, yeah. you know. But she was just kind of like one of the other teachers. Right. I never really. Wa- I don't really right. know how she's Potter. not Professor Trelawney. She's not Professor. She's Trelawney. not Professor McGonagall. No, she's just Professor. Yeah. She's not Umbridge. No, she's yeah. not. Yeah, she just teaches like home act down the hall. Yeah. And she's like, today we're making muffins, and yeah. then she waves her wand, and you're professor like, Professor Eureka. Yeah. Professor Eureka. Professor. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just felt like I think Ross said it looked like Paula Dean dressed up as a witch. Oh right, <laughs> that's a great. And he was look. so like disgusted. He was like, I don't know. It was like Paula Dean as a witch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it was. He just wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Cameron, I mean, this was Gladys the hoarder granny. I yeah. mean, it was. Uh, it was a performance. Yeah, this was. I guess it was a reference to Yetta from the nanny, the so mother. I don't know it. Oh, yeah. I don't. I mean, that's like uh, her mother, her grandmother. On the oh, show okay. is this? It, it's kind of. I think it's probably like a. It's like an older woman dressed up to be much older, very much Estelle Getty on the Golden Girls. Oh, Getty. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but uh, yeah, uh, she's just. It was. It looks was like this. Throw your hands in the air like Medicare. I mean, it was very. Uh, 
it was well performed and also well painted. Like it was well put together, which yeah. we're not surprised with Cameron. No, I mean, really, again, when you stack it up against all her runways, it's like, geez, like she really like every week has given you something different. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, so we should just kind of maybe talk about the performances in the main challenge. Yeah, I mean, in I just, I had some notes. Do you watch? You watched Westworld. Right? I watched yes. the first season. Yes. Um, that did not make this challenge any less confusing. I right. was like, "What is this script?" Oh, I mean, what is the script? I mean, I got it. I got what was happening. They I, go to a gay resort, and sure. it's like, okay, some of them are robots. But I felt, I felt like this. Watching it again, I was like, this script is so weak. I mean, if you wanted to like go forward with this, the idea that these chiseled gay men are robots mm-hmm. that don't have emotions that mm-hmm. are just being used by, you know, media and mm-hmm. to to please others, right? As like, we saw earlier this episode, you exactly, mean? Mm-hmm. exactly. It was very kind of meta, where I'm yeah. like, oh my god, the same pit crew are acting as robots. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, right. They could have really like done some commentary. Yeah, it would have been really cool. Yeah. Except instead they did do commentary on this idea of like conservative and opening your eyes to things and right right where it's like I feel like you know it's interesting because I think having having a Sarah Palin type character right now almost feels like a little outdated because we just have more extreme examples now. She's such a great drag race character or a snatch game character. Though. Sure sure and like you know Tina Fey Tina Fey's and, I know and Fifi kind of did a version of it right, that's in true. Rock the Vote. I just. I'm not. This is not on Asia because this was the character in yeah. the in the thing. But um, I guess it just feels a little bit overdone, and we have so many new political like Ann Coulter. Yeah, you know what I mean, or like um, what's her name, uh, Kellyanne Conway. Oh or, right, just there's a whole new crop of them. Oh, that's true. You know, that's true. Um, you know, Cracker came off to me as just safe. There was just it just didn't go up and down. It was yeah. There wasn't anything really funny about it. She was just kind of like facilitating other characters. She was just kind of the control in the environment. And I don't mm-hmm. think, and you know, you could go to the place of like, oh, she got the bad character. It's like, well, if you get a bad character, you have to, you have more work to do. In right. A sense. I mean, you could say the same thing. I, I honestly, I gotta tell you, Aquaria and Eureka, I kind of liked the most. Oh, I didn't lo- love Eureka, but Aquaria, she oh. was, she had so much nuance. And that could have been a. That could have been granted. A it was very Melania Trump in that sense that helped her. But it, it was helped, good. But I mean, yeah, okay, Mary. <laughs> oh my God, she said okay, Mary, and I was like, we're one step away <laughs> from being on this show. Well, now there's all these T-shirts that say Mary on yeah. it. I'm like, oh man, we missed the we merch missed boat. It. We really did. We did. I mean, you know, we didn't originate Mary. No, but we didn't. We, no. um, I think we've given it some. We've given it a different life. Hopefully, I think so. I hope we are. I think what well, we hear from Marys all the time who are like saying it now. Oh yeah, good. you know, yeah, good. Um, That's all we needed. Yeah. Um, you know, Monet, I thought was natural and charming. I thought mm-hmm. she was playing Monet. Yep. She, he, totally. And that's not a bad thing. No, the ad libbing, it worked. And RuPaul said, oh, just bring yourself to the challenge. So she did exactly that. Which is fine yep. and beautiful. And she was funny. And I loved how she was ad libbing and mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what the, I can't remember why there were chickens. I was like, why? What, 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 oh, cocks. I, even then I was like, what? So what's. I was like, what's happening here? Because it's not enough to me. I, like, I get it. Cox Chicken's like. Oh, man. It's a drag like, show. No, but no, I know that. I'm not saying I don't get that. I'm just saying from the script. I'm like, I felt like all they were like, oh, ooh, cock and chicken mean the same thing. Let's just run with it. Yeah, yeah I get that. They didn't like think any that. further than that. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I graduated eighth grade once. So <laughs> I know what it's like to think that's funny. You know? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I found Cameron, her character, uh, Muffy, Muffy, was the, the quote unquote straight man. Yeah. So and it's always hard to play that character, but uh, you know, and I think the the 
I think all they wanted was for her genuine moment to appear genuine, mm-hmm. and it was not delivered well. Right, because all the whining and crying... It's hard to make that funny. Yeah. I mean, I like that she made it bigger. And she's like, okay, whiny with mm-hmm. a capital W. Right. And then she didn't have uh, emotional with a capital E. Right. You we, know? we never really saw the, that range. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did. I but did. like, oh, but we're here we are like picking apart a performance of a really shitty script. That's so it's what, also yeah. like, it's also kind of like, come on, Drag Race. I like, just think it was a shitty script. I think that they all kind of did not terribly. I don't think any of them were really train wrecks. Even Cameron... Um, I mean, oh, none of them were chain wrecks. Yeah. The script was bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I like the line. They just want to eat chicken like everybody else. Right. I, that's a tote bag. Sure. I just want to eat chicken like everybody else. Yeah. Um, um, I will say that note to self: don't say I want to go home in a challenge, whether it's scripted or not. Mm-hmm. So if you have the choice to oh, not say I want to go home, yes, the vixen learned that lesson. Yes, Cameron learned and that Cameron lesson. Learned, yeah. Yeah. N- never want to go home. Never want to go. Yeah. Home. Peter Pan. Yes. Don't ever go home. Yes. Um. I I, uh, I appreciated the designing women reference. Did you know that no. the night the lights went out in Breast World? Oh, I missed it. That is a Julia Sugarbaker monologue <gasps> reference of okay. the night the lights went out in Georgia, oh. and it's in reference to like a beauty pageant. It's a it's an infamous scene from the show. Oh, I see. If I remember, I'll post it on Twitter. Okay. Um, um you know, I again they reference Ivy Winters, uh, which is funny because we just talked about how. We were thinking about queens that were good uh, performers, but not good at the reality show. Mm-hmm. And we we're kind of like maybe Ivy Winters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like one of the closer ones I could think of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, Randy Rainbow comes in at the end. Uh, he was just interviewed on uh, What's the Tea, so that's the only right. reason why I know about him. He's in Astoria. Oh, that's right. He is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's been doing his bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah. He's, you know, been pretty successful. He does a lot of uh, political parodies mm-hmm. that are, are really, really well written. Yeah. Like we've talked about a lot how RuPaul saying to him, like, you found your thing that people respond to. You have to keep, right. doing, you have to keep it. doing it. Yeah. Right. Like but that's the thing. I got stuck in a dress. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the glam is on to what worked. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to just talk about Asia. So I thought she did great and I thought it was really, really funny, but I don't. No, if I for, and believe me, I am rooting for her, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that it was a choice for her to like be Asia. I don't think she chose that. I see what you're saying. And so when she got like, oh my god, it was so great. You you were you, and I love that you didn't just do a Sarah Palin impression. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think. I think I she I think she, she just was, did she just didn't do a very good Sarah Palin impression, right? And, and it so came off was, as Asia exactly. Yeah. So I was reminded of the Gia Gunn moment of like. Well, you and I both know that there was no acting technique, yeah. right? No, that's true. I, I And they didn't go there. They did. They kind of were just giving her the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, yeah, you are a great actress. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I didn't feel like she was, like, I thought she was good. She was great. But I... I honestly think Aquaria should have won this. Oh, I, I, I think Monet should have won this. Um, well, I mean, yes. Monet should have won this, mm-hmm. and Aquaria should have been in the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Asia. I mean, I will say I, Asia's runway was better for me than Aquaria's. But, oh. but you might not be in that. I, I like a bit. I mean, I, lo- I love a bit. I loved what, I loved what Asia did. I think... Um, I mean, Aquarius runway. I mean, like I think Aquarius was, effort. I just, I guess, I never would have thought of what Aquaria did and Asia's. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that concept. It doesn't feel obvious. It just is like, oh, sure. Oh, I that see. seems the direction you'd go. All right, maybe you're selling me. I still love it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, but, I mean, right. But Aquaria right. was like, I never, I would never thought of that. Right. And if we're gonna go for the performances, it's like, well, the one I laughed at the most was actually not. Asia's me I mean it was it was Aquarius and Monet's me too yeah yeah Yeah, I thought they were both really funny yeah um 
Um, and yeah. I thought that um, Eureka, Eureka didn't do what she was supposed to do with those lines, especially the meltdown moment when she's going, when she's adjusting her attitude from uh, a Bianca Del Rio down to Ivy Winters. Yeah. Monet even said it. It's like, no, 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 no. She, they give it to you. Ivy Winter. Right. That's when she says, but I'm an actress. I do, that's yeah, I, I do my do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt like in the final product, I thought she, she kind of got it. She was fine. Yeah. She kind of stumbled with the carrying of the gun thing. Oh, I know. But yeah. like, yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it, it was certainly not the best for me. Yeah, I and think I didn't it, laugh. Maybe it's just that none of them were a train wreck. I was like, well, it wasn't like it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't like oh, Eureka was terrible, but like they also got voices of robots. That's true. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. But both Aquaria, yeah, they both did get that, and that yeah. kind of it's like getting backing vocals when you're singing. Right, exactly. Yeah, it fills in, and it's things. kind of like oh, so. Yeah, I don't know. maybe a little advantage. In I that get sense. that. I get that. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's that's my Gia Gun moment. Yeah, I would have loved to see Monet win this challenge. Me too. Um, I thought she was gonna win it. Yeah. I was sitting there. I went to the monster. Uh, I like ducked out of rehearsal because we had a performance last night. Um, but we, I, I ducked out and went to the monster and caught like I only missed thirty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like. Monet's got this. Monet's Finally, got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what was interesting is that the people in the bar, uh, there were a few people around me rooting for Eureka, and then everybody else was like Team Monet. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else was Team Monet, and so when she didn't win, we were like, "What?" Because now it's also like, "Well, fuck!" Like she has to win the next one. Yeah, because like, now she's never going to catch up. You know, right. it's like um, she got two left. She got yeah, because Cameron's got one win, but Eureka, Aquaria, and Angel all have two. Yeah. And so it's like, oh fuck! She's like, gonna get one? Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you're still, she, well, she won the mini. She won the mini challenge, sure. But you know, it just they know, they never get counted as much. Yeah, I know they yeah. don't. Yeah, um, so the lip sync. So before we get to that, because I don't want to wet my depends, because I definitely want to talk about this lip sync. Can we take a little break? You got it. Okay, we're back, Colin. You know, oh, did so much better. Thing. Yeah. yeah, getting older is hard. You know, <laughs> as we see in this lip sync. Um, yes. Uh, so, new attitude by Patty Labelle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what do you got to say about it, Mary? You know, the first time I watched this lip sync because I was traveling this week and I like got home late and I was drunk and so I was like, well, I have to watch this episode because I can't have it be spoiled. Oh, okay. So by the, by the time I got to the lip sync, I was just like. I was just like hanging in there, you know, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, I don't, I think Cameron's going to stay. I think it's gonna be fine. Um, so I didn't really pay as much attention as I did the second time. And then when I watched it again, it's like, this lip sync is so fucking good. Oh, Colin, we were going crazy at the bar. Oh, uh, it's so good. We were going crazy at yeah. the bar and not to knock Eureka. We'll talk about Eureka in a second, yeah. but like Cameron Michaels, like yep. brought this, different person yeah it was like who the fuck is this it was almost not not the same but it was elements of dita ritz this will be of like sure. where elements. is this coming from i mean right right i mean nevertheless she shook nevertheless she shook it was just like hair she shook that hair she was like a muppet oh she did not waste a she moment was so she reminded me of this cute little lady yeah just like using every inch like of that wearing stage. wearing uh, Olivia Newton John's outfit at mm-hmm. the end of Greece. Yeah, she was like an old lady in a dance class. <laughs> yes, you know, she's yes. like doing the doing the list. You know, doing low impact steps when she needs to. Right, right, but right. She no this. I mean, she used every inch of the stage. She moved. She wiggled. Yeah. She gave face. I, I I was like, wow, this is 
like I mean just the way she bended I was yeah. like all right girl she had a move for every beat yeah every little thing oh, she just went for she it she just went for it I thought well she that is splits yeah. yeah yeah I mean that that aerobics moment at the end oh. I was like come on muscle Mary I know that was like I think that to me was like oh that's so cool because you're this muscle queen and you're doing aerobics right now yeah and you in got this, new attitude in this jumpsuit in this new attitude you're like giving me 1987 workout yes. instructor this is my kind of drag yeah and you're old yeah and you're old and it was I mean it was it was there was great. no wig snatches no yeah didn't need and, it and, and I didn't even need the splits either not like, necessarily I, I, I didn't need them I think the what made it was the unison split mm-hmm. when I was like oh okay right split Jocelyn Fox a ganja moment yes exactly yeah. um, what was that stupid girls um, great song yeah stupid girls yeah uh, yeah yeah that when and Jocelyn did do some air drums oh in that lip sync oh. Jocelyn right. I got a whole rack of love for you but you know my feelings oh my god all right um oh. there were no an- air instruments here. Um, oh none in yeah. this in this lip yeah. sync. Um, oh, I took so many little notes. Uh, well, well, you go on. I can't read my hand. So so Eureka, we have to talk about Eureka sweeping the nation with this lip sync. Oh, I, I yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, she taint joking there. Uh, taint that the truth. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She. Um, I will say that her back was to the camera, from what we saw. Uh, more times than I was expecting a win. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she does these kicks. Yeah. She starts with these high kicks. She's still lip syncing. And then she does this bombastic split. Yep. And then just drags her taint. Yeah. She's like, let me clean this whole spill up. <laughs> All here. Uh, I think milk's white tears are still yeah, on the runway. Right, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clean yeah, it up. Totally. Just wipe that all down. <laughs> and meanwhile, and what I loved is like she did that, and then Cameron was like, oh shit. And she like stepped it up even further. Oh, you don't shit. even see it, but she just like launches into yes. this like next level of choreography. And I was just I I loved seeing both of them up the ante for each other. Yeah, you know they were I mean? kind of like egging each other on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then these um, two girls from Nashville. Right, 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 right. Yeah, these two girls from Nashville yeah. just turn it. Maybe out. not Nashville, but Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think uh, Eureka is from like Johnson City. Right, um, right, Johnson City. But there was a moment where I think it was after that that uh, taint rub, um, <laughs> where we do, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage taint rub. Taint rub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's hot, it's moist, it's wet, and you're gonna love it. Uh, so you know, you put your dollars anywhere. Uh, really, sometimes you put some powder on it. <laughs> put a little bit of powder on it. Yeah, it goes a long way. <laughs> a little bit of gold bond for that coin. Oh, it's um, a cortisone ten, man. Uh, cortisone twenty. <laughs> it's a double shift. Um, so uh, there was one moment. We got a lot of good Rue faces, but there was one that was very similar to the Vibology jaw. Oh yes, yes. There was she a, was like, oh. like after the double, she was like, "Is this happening? Oh, is this going to be a shunt? Am I going to bite this? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> shut you. They look like they're my age. Yeah, I look at these peers. <laughs> is that Lady Bunny up there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there were no Lady Bunny jokes during the run. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, though there was also little nuances. There was the aerobics. Um, oh, there was that part where when they jump into the split, and then uh, there's that wine line of like, I got a new pair of shoes or something, and Eureka like slaps the floor. <laughs> she does. It's like she's making her point, and Eureka sold to me in the end with that. She was giving me like. 
she was like, you know where that music's coming from kind oh, of I energy. See. I see. You know, she was like, she was like sad about her new attitude by the end. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. She went somewhere. She went somewhere. I think she was just sad because, you know, her taint hurt Mary. Oh, yeah. No, totally. She was also like, well, I'm split in two right now. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, talk about a comeback. Because, yeah. I mean, that's the other element that I think, because people are like, oh, my God, Cameron should have won this lip sync. I hear you, Mary. I do. But we also have to recognize that the that there's a story here with Eureka and the fact that she had an injury, which is what sent her home mm-hmm. in a cheerleading challenge where she did a split and dislocated her knee and tore her ASL. Right. Now she's ACL. doing ACL. Yeah, yeah. Her what American Sign Language. Her yeah. She can't do sign language anymore. <laughs> She just can't. She just can't. She's she just lip syncing the words. Yeah, she's, you know, she <laughs> she'll have the deafies do it for her. Yeah, oh, that's right. Thank you, Marys, yeah. for pointing out the de- the brilliance of the deafies. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she, uh, yeah, so she it com- comes back and is doing splits again. Yeah, and this and is what so, they wanted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you can't send her home for doing splits again, which yeah. is what sent her home in the first place. Right. So when I was in the bar, Mary, on my life I'm like there is no way she's sending Eureka home and then she called Cameron's name and I was like Oh wow! Fuck yeah! And then she got Miguel, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" Called that right? I kind of had a sense. I was like, "I just think we're I had no sense mm-hmm. until she did the splits," and I'm like, "No, no, no, story." Right, right, right. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, at the beginning, I, I, it seemed like Cameron was gonna wipe the stage with her. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, before we got to like the decision, I just loved at the end of the lip sync the way Rube laughed. It was like, oh, it was it was like she was oh, getting she, her oh, life. Yes. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I have to judge this. Right. Um, but Granted, not the best lip sync I've ever seen. I'm going to say that. No. Do I think it should have been a uh, Shantae, you both stay? Alti, no. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Eureka didn't do fabulously. Right. But, like, uh, I see the story here. So we mm-hmm. have to keep her. And after seeing that Shantae, you both stay, there's no way she's sending either of them home. Yeah, I guess so, right? Like, I, like. I mean that's that question, right? Of like who's the top three, top four, whatever. Um, I'm I'm not convinced about Cameron yet, but okay. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. I'm not going to be surprised to see Eureka. Oh, Eureka! This no. is I mean I I kind of feel like if it's a top three, it's Eureka, Asia, and Aquaria. Aquaria, yeah. yeah. And if it's a top four, yeah, then probably Cameron. Maybe Cameron, unless Monet pulls out a win. Oh, come on, because it. it it won't be Cam- it, or a Cracker. A cracker, I don't think. No. I think they are building that story for mm-hmm. her to break. You know? Yeah. There, there's just, yeah, there's a Under the knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're that, that story that they kind of tell, it's kind of like, like Katya even of like, if you don't get out of your head, right. you don't get to the end. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there's no life, which is, you know, I also love that about her, her mother saying that beautiful thing to her of like, this is an experience. Right. The fact that you're here. Yeah. Is there, is you've experience. already won A something. life experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the lip sync, and that's what happened. And, and Eureka so, loses her shit. Oh, she lost it. You really freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freaking me out. No, that's from uh, that's from under the Tuscan Exactly. Sun. Just don't fly around. You <laughs> freak me out. Freak me out. <laughs> and she prays to the Mother Mary. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. And I also kind of love. <laughs> and I sort of love that I don't think Rue got the reference. You got me, gal. Oh, oh, Rue oh, was right, like, right. oh. Uh-oh. I got me girl. I, I, like, yeah, I, got I you. guess I did. I, I guess I did you. get you, girl. Miss Fangie. Miss Fangie. <laughs> <laughs> this was, I think, the first episode without her Fangie. They, yeah, they didn't reference Fangie. They yeah. referenced Ivy Winters. Yeah, yeah. They made up for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's where we're at, Mary. That's where we're at. Um, you know, I all tea, no shade. I would have given this to Monet. 
Sure, sure. Um, I know you were pulling for Aquaria, but like I just found Monet's to be so much more natural. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the only mistake she made was she didn't wear a fucking big wig. I know, I know. It's... And they thought that her boobs were gimmicky. And like, she, I think RuPaul says like, you know, some of these girls are coming from a nightlife, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, and, and then one of them said it was a, a sketch. I'm like... Yeah, it's a, she's on stage for 30 seconds. Right. So right. like, yeah, you're going to do the sketch. You do a skit. And I guess it's like I'm then I'm thinking of like Shangela's fat suit from All Stars 3 Sure. The I'm thinking of like different things where it's like Sure. Bendela Krem's um endless tassels. Right. Right, right. It's like mm, this is It's a bit. It's part of drag is to have bits. I didn't think it was fair. Yeah. I don't think that was a fair delineation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No way. Um I think like where do you draw the line then? Right. Because like what's a gag and what's not? Where is the line with you? Where is the line? Bjork fans, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. That's my Bjork. That's, That's your Eartha kit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Mary's, uh, we are going to bring our discussion of Untucked um, over to Nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So, if you have any thoughts on this week's episode, uh, please reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter. Um, or if you have some big thoughts, you know, you can reach out to us uh, by email at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are, I am backed up on my emails because this week was tech week mm-hmm. for the concert I was in. It was all David Bowie songs. It was fabulous. Um, but yeah, so I will get back either tonight or tomorrow to some of those backlogs. But if yeah. you have any thoughts, please reach out to us or you can find us on the web mm-hmm. at com. And of course, uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, which is C-O-L-I-N-D-R-U-C-K-E-R. All right, um, there's lots of, um, lots of gifts. Um, things that are semi-related to Drag Race, semi-not. Um, and then, of course, if you want even more marrying than just my Twitter or what we're doing currently on Twitter or currently on All Right Mary, you can sign up to be a Patreon oh, yeah. uh, for an access to our bonus episodes every single week. <clears throat> and that is through patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. We, uh, we skipped this previous week because I was traveling. Johnny's been busy. He was just, you know, scheduling human things. But uh, we are before that, we did Boomerang. Oh, yeah. And coming up next is Pleasantville. Pleasantville. So for the Marys last week, you heard about Pleasantville. Now it's this week. It's this week. Whoops. That's right. And I think the week after that, we're going to put two out. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going to make up for that. Uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse and mm-hmm. 9 to 5. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know the drill with iTunes. Um, if you are picking up what we're putting down, then let other Marys out there know that this is a podcast worth their time, talent, and energy. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Yeah. All right, Mary. So we got a last chance lip sync. Yes, we did. Uh, you know, in the theme of breast world, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think we got an, an, enough puns on this uh, episode, maybe a nuance. Yeah. Um, but we we decided on a Dolly Parton song. Um, you know, breast world might as well be Dollywood. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much a shorthand for it. <laughs> breast yeah, world. Yeah. Um, so this is Dolly Parton's song, Better Get to Livin', mm-hmm. um, because I think it's great advice. Yeah, it's uh, very fitting. Any, yes, yeah. for any of these queens. Yeah. So Mary's enjoy Dolly, and we'll see you on over in Nuance. Bye. Bye.